Well, hello there, Dad and lovely listeners. It is a new dawn. It is a new year. It is a new day. It is a new Dad and lovely horror podcast. The only podcast. Mm-hmm. Here that's with it. the host at the most, it's me, your good buddy, Uncle Ben. Me, Hollywood Steve. And we are joined today for our first episode in Fanuary. Brought to you by the lovelies over there in the dead and lovely mm-hmm. uh, Facebook group and Discord and Instagram and all over the other fucking places on the internet. Yeah, all over the place. All based on you guys. We got ourselves a friend and a fan here on the show. His first time on the show. Longtime listener, longtime friend. It's our good buddy, Mr. Grayson Hester. Hey! Woo! Woo! Wow, Grayson! Wow, where did where did all these people come from? Well, we like to have a live audience sometimes. Yeah, thanks guys. And not a mask in sight. No, yeah, no, none of that. Yeah, we were totally like no mask. That's the policy. And no vax. That's right. Yeah, you know how we are. If you're vaxed, get back. Yeah, that's what we say. And it is known. A legion of boomers just subscribed. They were like, yeah, all right. <laughs> Pretty much. And I'll put a little like uh, forward into this, too. We're recording this all out of sync. This yeah. is the first episode in January, but we're actually recording this December, what is this, the 19th? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're getting like a little bit ahead here while we got Grayson in town from the great the great state of Hotlanta. Hotlanta. <laughs> the hottest the state. state. Yeah. Right. In the United States. Mm-hmm. Hotlanta. You're in here for a hot minute, so we got to get you in here when we can. Absolutely. And uh, you know what? We you know It's 2022 now, guys. As yeah. people are listening to this. So I, I think can't even adjust my mind to that. I know. I can't oh either. my god, dude. Yeah. Insane. But I think we should go ahead and start talking about some of the stuff that's already happened in 2022. Uh, okay. um, for one, um, it's a real bummer about that new uh, Megatron variant. Yeah, the Megatron variant. <laughs> it's bad news. I, it's real weird. Um, they say it wasn't made in a lab, but when you look at it under a microscope, they're very clearly they've attached like little lasers and stuff to yeah. it. Yeah, pew 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 pew. Yeah, and it transforms into a car. Yeah. So you got cars in your blood. Car, car, car. Yeah, that's a little bit of a problem. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, that Megatron variant, it, it's not, it's just not prime timing. No. Like, no. It's not optimal at no. all. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh. And it's just rolling out. But yeah, yep. that's true. That, just it's spreading across, transforming people's Roll health. out. You know, <laughs> it just keeps going. Uh, what do you guys think about the progress with the Ghislaine Maxwell trial? What about that? Huh? I cannot believe that Kyle. They called Kyle Rittenhouse in as uh, an expert. <laughs> yeah, celebrity expert. Yeah, and then were... he immediately was trafficked. He immediately <laughs> was saw trafficked. his baby face. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> they saw that. I got work for face. you, young man. <laughs> yeah. Said from the stand. Just written that house of all Rit- Kyles. <laughs> yeah. True. And then I I can't believe how she um was found having strangled herself with her own hands. It was crazy. R.I.P. <laughs> Some believe that happened. And somehow she threw two bullets through her skull. Yeah, with her bare hands. With her bare hands. Well, you know what they say about Maxwell House? Good to the last drop. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Coming in hot. Yowza. It's off to a roaring start here, guys. It yeah. is. The roaring 20s. It is indeed 2020 part two. And what did you think about Insurrection 2.0? Oh, my God. That what one was fun. That was. It was yeah. fun, I thought. Yeah, yeah. I like that they all wore clown shoes. That oh, was that just was fun. All yeah. the honking. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. And how many of them got out of that one car? Yeah. It was <laughs> Hysterical. Like, what? How did five of you fit into a Miata? Yeah. And you drove all the way from West Virginia? Uh Uh-huh. And then they they shot their little squirty flowers at the Mm -hmm. cops and stuff. It was kind of funny for a second. It was fun. And the Benny Hill theme started playing. (laughs) (laughs) It was 
it was much more fun than the last. Yeah, one, it was. To be honest. Yeah, you I know. mean the sequel, they did a good job. Yeah. Well, you can't nail it on your first try. <laughs> That's no. right. You can't yeah. always nail it the first time Sometimes around. Sometimes you got to go back to the drawing board for Insurrection 2. <laughs> or the PowerPoint, as it turned out. Yep, the That's yeah. what it was. It was a PowerPoint. God damn it. Take time around. <laughs> so we're having ourselves a simply wonderful 2022 time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think that, of course, it's your uh, a special guest co-host on the show. Mm-hmm. we got to let these people know something about yourself. Who the hell is this? So, so for <laughs> one, we've got we've got a young person in our midst right now. You were born in 19 and 2000, Dan? 19 and 19 2000. 2000? So I'm going to uh, I'm gonna beat you to the Pinkerton punch. Uh-oh. Oh, look out. <laughs> Shit. So, okay, so I am the average of the Blue Album and Pinkerton. Okay. okay. 94, 96. I'm 95. There 95. we go. So I am a full 26. <laughs> wow. wow. I'm, just trying, I'm just trying to get y'all the, the coveted yeah. millennial Gen Z mm-hmm. demographic. Well, Finally. <laughs> honestly, what I covet more than anything is a young person's approval of our vibe and our fit. Fam. Oh boy. Fam. Is it a vi- is are we on fleek? Fit, are you fit passing the vibe check? check? What was that? It's a fit check, you see. Fit check. Yes. Yeah. I'm wearing sh- I'm wearing sweatpants I mean, and uh and a hoodie with dog fur all over it. Well oh, I am looking I good. am fully erect. It's working. <laughs> me too. It's uh, working. I don't know if that was for me or just how it is, but uh, yeah. we've all got erections. So well, once again we the do table record. is lifted off it the is ground. Like, yeah. It's just it's hovering. Just hovering. <laughs> it's just barely like hovering a yeah. I'm wearing a uh, Meshuggah Story Race Improved t-shirt that I got in 2003 when I saw them. Hey, still fits. Yeah. Hey, that's a I, fit. That's, that's a amazing. Fit. That's a that fit. is yeah. a fit. Yeah. So, I could not possibly put anything on from 2003. Word? Yeah, I think I'd rip right through it. Just bulging. Mm. Wow. I'm just hulking turgid. out. To, to, turgid. I was turgid. Turgid. <laughs> to mescent. <laughs> I'm turmeric. I'm turmeric. I'm downright turmeric. Just staining everywhere. <laughs> yeah, every, yeah, yellow. Yeah, exactly. Oh, everywhere. I'm convinced the Coldplay Yellow song was just about cooking with it's turmeric. All, oh, yeah. It's all yellow. God yeah. damn it. It was all yellow. God damn it's all yellow. <laughs> <laughs> he said. Well, I'm glad to have a young person's approval here on yeah. the show. Thanks. Now, you're a young person, but actually our, our histories have been intertwined for a very long time. Yeah. Because even before I met uh, my wife, you met uh, my wife. Oh. Because uh, your all's families went to the same church. Right. Uh, I believe I my wife this. did some babysitting on you a little bit, too. She just sat on me. Just the whole yeah. time? I still have Held a, cr- you down. a crushed lung I have. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Otherwise, the, the wind would have just blown you away. Babysitting is like being a paperweight, right? Yeah. Yeah, you have to it. literally hold it down. Mm-hmm. Yes, hold otherwise, the baby down. Otherwise, mm-hmm. the gravity just like the force of gravity causes yep. them to just roll. It happens. Yep. Yeah, it's known. It is known. Let it be known. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So y'all so, known each other a long time. Long time. I think, I she has known me longer than I know I've known her. Right. If that makes you sense. You were much younger, and you don't right. Remember, I was a right? younger man, very mm-hmm. younger man. True. Um, so it, I don't know if this is a universal church thing or a Baptist thing. So, um, we had what was called extended session, okay. um, which, uh, is where the kids who don't go to quote unquote big church, uh-huh. right. the big church sanctuary. Yep. Yeah. Um, are sat upon <laughs> by by Squished. the Kate Pettit. There you go. Okay. Um, and so, yeah, so I Frankly, was, wondering- she probably liked that because it got her out of big church as well. Yeah, Absolutely. Probably. Yes, yeah. knowing knowing who she is. Yeah. <laughs> and probably has always been. Yeah. Oh, um yeah. So yeah, she knew me, her parents, um, and my parents, you know, and I went to the same church and then um so like the Pettit family mm-hmm. as my ben, wife's family. Yeah, Ben's wife's family. Um have been a part of my familial life for a long time. Sure. Um and so 
that means that you, when you started dating Kate, were in the like the periphery of them being on the periphery. Um, so I was you, on the side of the side. Yes, yeah, so you were the second periphery album. <laughs> <laughs> periphery too. It's not. Yeah, it's exactly. Not. Um, and so, do you want to you want to tell the people of well, how we started how we doing met? some guitar lessons? Yeah, started doing some guitar lessons back when I was just teaching out of the house and mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, for whatever reason, you you decided to start picking up some guitar, and I was like, I'll fucking ram some guitar into your head. Absolutely. Hell. I said it that way. Still have a, a crushed brain. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Did so it help? Me and my, so what you're saying is me and my wife have been smushing you your entire life. <laughs> yes. This is a Stockholm Syndrome situation <laughs> <Gotcha>. here. <laughs> okay. You're stuck here, but you kind of want to be. Exactly. Yeah, sorry, not sorry, because you turned out awesome. So. Well, thank yeah. you. Yeah. I'm, I'll true. also use this as an opportunity to go ahead and just put out a, uh, a, a Pam and Rick Hester disclaimer the words I'm going to be using on this show are not the way I talked to your son while we were doing guitar lessons. I don't think I ever exceeded a hell or a damn during our time together. Can you verify that? I can verify that, yes. Okay. I think maybe towards the end when I was a senior in mm. high school and we started really doing this. Mm. Like yeah. There were some lessons you and I just talked. Just hang, yeah. Yeah. Um, you might have let a shit out. Actually. Might have let a shit out. Might have <laughs> let a shit out. I didn't even. Teacher, teacher. <laughs> he let a shit out during lessons today. I just, I just, what? I, I, I hit the brown note. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's and that was happens, it. Man. We just started Boom. playing Sunno. Uh-huh, and yeah. <laughs> These things happen. Um, so I remember actually like one of the very first lessons yeah. at y'all's house on, um, what was that street? Burnett. Burnett. Yeah, dude. Um, your Kate, I was about to say your wife, but she's more than your, your wife. wife. She would hate me if I was just like, right. your wife. <laughs> My property. <laughs> right. Mm. She like dropped a knife in the kitchen. Oh, and, yeah. Like, That's and, when we weren't even married. We were just dating then, oh, too. Oh, yeah. Being heathens. Right. Ooh. Cohabitating. Wow. Yeah, dude. Um, I remember her dropping something and her just going, shit. <laughs> and I was like, <gasps> oh, my God. Oh, and they're not even married. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you got to wait until you're married before you can say shit in front of each other. That's exactly. Thing, or right? shit in front of each other. It's known. Yeah. I yeah. Used to, uh, I'm glad to, I can do that now. Get married. <laughs> anyway, I used to uh, <laughs> volunteer at a reading and writing program called 826LA in LA for kids, and um, I would I worked with this one particular girl who didn't like any of the other people, but she liked me for some reason. And uh, one time we were talking, she told me a story that was kind of fucked up, and I was just sitting there listening to it, and then I went, "Fuck." And I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, in my head. No, I've said it twice. <laughs> in my head, the second fuck. But, but, like, I was just like, oh, you can't say fuck in front of kids. <laughs> right. For some reason, I m- immediately imagined you as, like, Natalie from Love Actually. I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, piss it. Oh, piss yes. it. I've done and fucked it up now, haven't I, David? <laughs> I've said it twice, haven't I, David? <laughs> David. That was you, wasn't that it? La- yeah. I mean, first off, that lady, way hot. Oh, She's yeah. so yeah. gorgeous. Gorgeous, so man. Yeah. But, so, yeah, so. that was so embarrassing. So, I imagine yeah um, poor little Grayson so yes you I can verify and just real quick what actually led me to play guitar was Guitar Where? Hero oh there you go oh, yeah okay. you're of that generation that was perfectly there for that where it was mm-hmm. just like oh my god there's all this awesome guitar music and I can play it as a game yes Sick. and then mm-hmm. I wanted to actually play yeah. yeah dude and I'm telling you like I'm so thankful for like your generation getting into that game because like previous you know before that game came out I was really running out of stuff to show kids. Really? Yeah, because so much like modern music didn't feature guitar and stuff. And then Mm. whenever that game started rolling out, I was kind of like, 
I was immediately like old man crabby about it. Oh, just play a real guitar, kid, you know? <laughs> and then I started you having like- You weren't even old either. I know, You've dude. always been kind of old man old. crabby. He, he, yeah. he just pulled a fade, a reverse fade. Yeah. I did. He just like became instantly <laughs> yeah. decrepit. <laughs> yeah, just I transmorphed back. <laughs> but then like after that game came out and kids started playing it, they'd come in and be like, I want to learn this fucking, you know, Guns N' Roses song. Yeah. And I'd be like, where did you hear this? This yeah. is awesome. Yeah, hell yeah, let's do it. It's like, yeah. I learned a guitar hero. I think the first song- we lo- you taught me was um, the intro to Undone the Sweater Song. Yeah, that's oh, right. Cool. Yeah, easy one. Move those chord shapes around and stuff. Yep. Yeah, and I I knew Weezer and grew to love Weezer because mm-hmm. of Guitar Hero. There you go. So man. and I what thirteen years later I'm still playing guitar. Um, so yeah, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Well, we did lessons for years and years and years, basically until you left for college. Basically. Six years. Yep, right. from two thousand eight wow. to two thousand fourteen. Yeah. Gosh, I didn't even think about the time period. That's mm-hmm. a long time. Mm-hmm. Sick. And then just basically since then, I mean, because along the way we became great friends yeah. and stay mm-hmm. in touch all the time. Mm-hmm. So now it's like anytime you're in town, we usually get together, watch Hang some in. movies and stuff. Absolutely. Hang out, which is <laughs> maybe partially what led you into some of the horror stuff. I think so. Yeah. I, I think <laughs> uh, y'all didn't convert me to, to atheism. but <laughs> Not y- yet. Not yet. We're working on it. <laughs> yeah. But I think y'all did uh, convert me to the trappings. Yeah, there you <laughs> okay. go. Because like, why I have such a taste for metal um, mm. is very much due to Ben. Little Satan boy. That's right, me. little mm. Satan boy. <laughs> and then horror movies. And it's also because of my brother. Like he he loved them even long before Dead and Lovely. Yeah. And so he kind of helped me with that. And uh, but then the podcast, I started listening to. You know, to support Ben, and then through that, mm. I got to know you, Steve, Aww. and I've met you, at, I think, at a Halloween party yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, And so I was actually in Washington, D.C. I had just graduated college. In the District of Corruption. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. They're not even a state. <laughs> it's just a swamp. Um, I like that District of Corruption. You can use that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if you remember, but I was miserable. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. dealing with all sorts of different griefs, and it was just a hard time. Not the and place so, to be. I remember literally just like, like uh, sadness walking around, mm. like Charlie Brown or uh, George Michael in Arrested Development, like yeah. shuffling around DC, just <laughs> sad, having a sad, but listening to Dead and Lovely. Oh, um, and so like I wanted to like more horror movies mm-hmm. in large part because I just was listening to the podcast to support. Yeah. Um, and then it's, it's become just a full-fledged love affair where now I think Sick. horror movies are my favorite genre. Yeah. Awesome. We I, got one. We, we did, did it. it. Hail Satan. Hail Satan. <laughs> Hail Satan, y'all. <laughs> That's awesome. So, like, in your encounters with the, the world of horror, mm-hmm. what would kind of, like, clue our listeners into kind of your, your thing? Like, what are some of the movies that you really like? Okay. Uh, enjoy some of your all-time favorite horror flicks. Hereditary is my number one. I mean, okay. God damn, dude. Yeah. Number one. That's Jeez. awesome. Yeah. Um, that's my number one. I think The Shining is way up there. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So our, our, our cycles are lined up right now. Exactly. Sure. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the, my love Those two language. are definitely in my top ten. I, would say. I mean, The yeah. Shining is either one or two. It's, for me, it's always The Shining or Texas Chainsaw Massacre moving yes. back and forth. Sure. But. Um, that one's definitely up there. Yeah. Um, and then I think for s- maybe – Maybe sentimental reasons. Um, it follows. So like, mm, I, that's I, a great one. I yeah. saw, and I mean, I love it. But the, I saw it in theaters. It's one of like the first. Mm. Oh, I would like, love to do that. Yeah. yeah. I, so it was one of the first horror movies. Like that was in my introduction to horror. Like okay. I wasn't. I wouldn't say I was a horror fan, mm-hmm. but I had heard great things about this movie, and so I went and saw it. And I feel like that 
was a movie where it wasn't like, okay, I need to watch The Shining because it's a classic. Right. I need to watch Halloween because it's a classic. It's right. Like, this I'm is a brand new movie. Brand new. and seeing No it, idea what it's going to be. Exactly. Yeah. And then was just blown away. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and so It Follows is one of my favorites for that reason. That's and awesome. also it's just a f- great movie. Hell yeah, yeah it is. Um, so It Follows is up there. Uh, I'll give a top, f- not a top five because it's always in flux, but yeah. Hereditary is definitely at the top. Mm. Um, and then I would say The Shining, Texas Chainsaw, um honestly i think the first halloween i yeah, fucking love it dude fucking yeah classic. yeah so good Not so there. i and i'm, I'm with y'all like mm-hmm. i love like elevated horror is my favorite to mm-hmm. use maybe a problematic term sure. um but i'm down for any like it's yeah. the quality doesn't have to be like ari aster level for yeah. it to be a great <laughs> horror movie yeah bad horror movies can be very very good absolutely yeah then and they don't require, you know, a day of recovery like no. hereditary, hereditary. Yeah. Oh or even God. The Shining. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. can definitely watch. You can you can sit down and watch, you know, three or four Ghoulies movies and be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you need yeah. to plan a vacation after you watch yeah. Hereditary. Yes. Yep. I need to go to the beach, <laughs> cleanse myself, <Yeah. laughs> just recover a little bit. <laughs> You've watched like uh, like The Witch and The Lighthouse and stuff too, yes, right? I love yeah. those. Oh, yeah, Eggers is yeah, great. Eggers, yeah. yeah. Um, Legger my Egger. Yeah, dude. <laughs> so yeah, I love the witch. Um, and then I love. Oh, it's I do better when y'all fire them at me because oh, yeah. now I'm like, uh, there's a lot to choose from. They're in yes. Grouchland. Is that a horror movie? <laughs> That's one. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so a wide variety, but it sounds like a lot of the stuff that you really did kind of aligns with. Yeah, stuff, stuff that, that we, we talk like about. Yeah. Right. I'm I'm just brown nosing right now. <laughs> like, whatever you guys like. Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite. Right. <laughs> <laughs> what do you do in that great state of Hotlanta? <laughs> the rest of the state just doesn't exist. Nope. nope. That's all there is. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so I am very much like in between things right now. Yeah. So I went to Atlanta in 2018 to pursue a Master of Divinity. Mm-hmm. Oh, look um, out. And since then, I have mastered the divine. Yep. Wow. You did it. <laughs> I did You're it. Conjure something now. <laughs> Oh my God! Look at that—the fireball just appeared in the room. It's an angel with like fifty wings and eyes all over right. the place. It's extremely confusing. Be not afraid. Have you seen yourself? <laughs> also, you're, you're fucking terrified. The people who say, "Hey, don't be afraid." Yeah, those oh, are the people yeah. to be afraid. Yeah, of. yeah they're trying to lull you into a sense of security. And like, then boom! If somebody just like kicked down the door right, right. now, don't and be was afraid. Like, don't worry. <laughs> Already am. Way ahead worried. Of <laughs> um, so I went to. Uh, Mercer University's McAfee School of Theology. Okay. Um, mouthful. Awesome. Um, where I got my Master of Divinity with a concentration in Christian social ethics, the Woo. good kind. Okay. Wow. <laughs> the good wow. kind. Yes. Gotcha. Um, the where, one where you slay and smite your enemies, right? Absolutely. And they die by the yeah. sword. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they lived by the sword and they died by the sword. Did you major in crusading? <laughs> 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 well, you know how you said that uh, Atlanta is the only part of the state? I did. Right. That, that was us. Oh, you did that. We just that. decimated oh, cool. the rest of wow. it. Wow. Right. You guys did it. Take we that, did. Athens. That's That's why it went blue. Wow. Because North Georgia, we just... Way to go. Cut it off. <laughs> Smoked them. Mercer Divinity School just fucking <laughs> killed everybody. Yeah. Wow, proof's in the pudding. You guys All right. It. Come, come to Mercer and <laughs> show no Mercer. Become a become show a no Mercer. Yes. Become a Mercernary. Oh man, not that I like. That's, That's what you guys should be a called. Mercernary. We're the Bears. Pretty uh, okay. pretty basic. Gotcha. Okay, of um, course But yeah, so I got that, and just I mean, I understand the the listenership and the mm-hmm. people I'm talking to right now. So I I always 
when I lift drive, which I do a lot in Atlanta, yeah. I feel I know I need to qualify because when I say Christian social ethics, yeah. most of the time you would be correct in assuming that means like protesting at abortion clinics right. and, sure, yeah. and not baking gay cakes. Uh-huh. <laughs> right, right. So just to give you a sense of some of the classes that I took, mm-hmm. um, Please, yeah. James Baldwin, okay. we took a class on him, wrote three papers. Um, I took a class called Womanist, Feminist, Queer Hermeneutics of the Bible, okay. which essentially just means reading the Bible through womanist, which is black women, mm-hmm. feminist, queer lenses. I didn't never do that in no Sunday school <laughs> I ever went to. No. You guys are talking about some other book. We're talking about the B-I-B-L-E. right. All right. I didn't hear none of that when I read It's just a book of magic spells, make God do stuff. The Necrogoticon. Wow. And yeah, so- Christian social ethics with like anti-capitalist, anti-racist, That's like uh-huh. the really tapping into who Jesus was historically, yeah. you know, a brown, queer, politically black, refugee, Jewish rabbi, homeless mm. person who sought to overthrow empire yeah. and drive the money changers out of the temple with a whip. So like <laughs> <laughs> when you put it that way, it said be communist and love each other. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking rad. No way. Yeah. yeah. Which rage against the machine song did this turn into <laughs> right now? I got to back up right here. Fight the power. Damn, man. Um, so that's what I did. That's what the reason why I moved to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that I'm graduated, I graduated in May. 2021 um and am actually gonna p- most likely be in the film industry oh, okay um, yeah just kind of fell into a potential potential production gig yeah i never had any intention of working in the church um because working in dying industries it's not fun well you know <laughs> a dying industry that most of the world actively hates with yeah. very good reason very well, good reason you know yeah. you said it not me so i'm just yeah. not allowed okay all right all right all right hey audience the christian said it <laughs> <laughs> whoa no <laughs> some some Karen just got up and left. Yeah, yeah. yeah a cross is burning somewhere. <laughs> That's weird. When did oh, that happen? Did we put that out or that live studio audience? <laughs> Fuzzbead, get the yeah. fire extinguisher. <laughs> get the fire extinguisher, Fuzzbead, please. <laughs> um, and so yeah, that's what I'm hoping to do. Um, the plan long term is maybe to do PhD and teaching. I would love to teach in a yeah. higher ed. I mean, I'm sure you could shit on academia, academia no, for a while. I, I, <laughs> the teaching bit is the good bit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Like academia, as far as teaching, I loved that. Yeah. Everything else that they expect you to do is right. the worst. Right. Yeah. And but there, teaching is great. Yeah. And there's no money being thrown at the humanities in general. No. No. Very little money being no. thrown at. Not unless it's through our Patreon page. Hey, over at hey, Patreon.com. Hey. yeah. You'd be throwing money at the humanities because we both have degrees. <laughs> From the humanities. Yeah, so. so. And you both have humanity. That is true. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> Throw money at us. And, you know, teach queer ethics and, yeah. t- and talk about how. The world needs that, that fucking viewpoint, yeah. man. Absolutely. And to think about, like, so often the conversation within moderate to progressive mm-hmm. church spaces is begins and ends with inclusion. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. we've collectively agreed that queer people of which i am one um exist mm-hmm. and we've collectively decided not to kill you oh you're welcome <laughs> how nice <laughs> and we have a flag outside to prove it um and that's a very cynical take there are some churches that i've been to that are wonderful wonderful yeah churches. yeah but generally um and so i want to like bring to the table and i'm certainly not the only one doing it but right. would like to add to that conversation about we as queer people aren't just like adding seasoning to the to this stew that's already boiling like mm-hmm. we're bringing an entirely different dish 
and like the stew that's been boiling has been really toxic and yeah. there's a whole way of approaching the world it's turned yeah it is um and there's a whole way of approaching the world um that queer people embody and that queer people sure. uh can talk about that is actually we're we are more than just the absence of a negative yeah right like right we bring right. something entirely new like and that outlook because you know jesus was queer yeah, non-binary. In fact, both man and divine. Mm-hmm. This is a, a viewpoint you brought to me like years ago that kind of like blew my mind a little bit. <laughs> yeah. which is great. There's definitely a lot of reading you can do about that on, For sure. on the interwebs. Mm-hmm. There's right, some intriguing viewpoints about that. Mm-hmm. So not to go down that rabbit hole. I know we're a, a horror movie podcast. <laughs> sure, we are. That's why people <laughs> listen to our show. Yeah, the that's horror movie. Part. Right. <laughs> so yeah, we all know that. And so that's that's what I do in Atlanta right now. I'm Lyft driving and um, writing some freelance stuff, and mm-hmm. you know, just trying to make it in a large city in the pandemic and yeah. try not to get too lonely <laughs> well I'll, I'll tell you this man i mean you're you're already doing something you're well, okay you're already reaching your intent in a lot of ways you're already doing something very christ-like in that you're hanging out with fucking heathens like us <laughs> it's true like you know it's how true. horrible we are i do and i love yeah. it <laughs> and if i recall in the bible i don't think jesus just went to the people that was already good boys no he, he liked went to, to the bad boys he liked to hang out with the others and be like hey y'all you're cool too that's good yeah, yeah. the sex yeah. workers even yeah yeah you know, so you're already kind of doing something right. I'd like to raise toast to that. Amen. Uh, and get a pull on something co and beer like that you brought us. Tell us about this co beer you brought us here, Grayson. So this is uh, Orpheus Brewing. Um, it's one of Atlanta's, I think, oldest breweries. They've oh, been around really? for a good mm. while. Um, and they specialize in sours and just really weird beers. Yeah, um, they do. They're in Piedmont Park. So if you ever go, like you can sit out on their deck overlooking the park. It's gorgeous. Um, so I definitely, I chose Orpheus just because I feel like as much as I love all the breweries and the stuff they do, they, I think, are the most committed to, like, the craft of experimental beer making. Yeah, definitely. And they're a smaller one, kind of off the beaten path, so to Orpheus. Very nice, yeah, man. Orpheus. Mm-hmm. We and get their stuff uh, down here in, in Knoxville every now and then in, like, limited quantities. Okay. Usually I try to snag some whenever I can because they always have some interesting stuff. They're the ones that made that um. That sour I told you to drink a bunch of at Merchants of Beer, mm-hmm. that like coconut pineapple sour that was oh, like yeah, fucking yeah. 14%. Right. Yes. <laughs> it was brutal. Right. It was so good though, man. This one is seven and a half, which is, again, like a lot for a sour. And this is called Over and Over and Over. It's a sour ale with pineapple and vanilla. It sounds mm-hmm. like a great combination to me. Yeah. Absolutely. I can smell that pineapple too. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like a foot away from my face and I can definitely smell that. <laughs> I can't remember if I've had this before or not. Oh. What do y'all think about that? That's good. Yeah? Yeah, it's it's like, yeah that vanilla and pineapple bit, it just kind of tastes like... Um, oh, that's like, nice. Kind of like a pineapple upside down cake. Oh, sort of yeah, thing. a little yeah. bit. Pina colada. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. got like some nice sourness on the back yeah. end, too. Mm-hmm. Not too sugary. I've had too many like sours lately. Like too sugary. Air quotes yeah. sours. <laughs> They're like, oh, no, you just want to drink a flavored soda and right. say it's beer. Right? <laughs> Sort of like when people go to Starbucks and they get a mm. frappuccino to say they're drinking coffee. Oh, You're sure. right. It's yeah. this, dude, it's the same fucking thing. It's yeah. like, yeah. I think you just don't like coffee. Right. You know? But and you, you know it's cool. You know it's not cool to not like coffee. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So you walk around with the, you know, the, the venti frappuccino. Milkshake. Milkshake. Milkshake yes. is and what you're walking no around No boys with. are coming to that yard. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Too much sugar in that yard. 
Yeah, so this has got actually some good sour backbone to yeah, it. Yeah, I'm digging it. Pineapple flavor and stuff. I love pineapple. That's great. Pineapple, yeah. oh, absolutely one of my favorite fruits. It's absolutely. the eat that eats you back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I love that about it. It is. That's great. Thank you so much for bringing these to us. That's getting really good to me already. Happy to represent. Yeah, I man. should mention we have a ton of e- ex-evangelical listeners oh, who good. will probably yeah. be cheering on oh, your idea of teaching Christian ethics. <laughs> They might need some education. They on that. might. Yeah, they might. Yeah, they need a little bit. Those, ba- based on their voting patterns alone, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you could use that as kind of a guide. Probably. Yeah. Could. Probably and could. and to your point about hanging out with the heathens. Yeah. Like when I tell people, you know, oh, some of my closest friends back in Knoxville are are very atheist. Mm-hmm. Not even just casually or just right. like happen to be, but like we practice. Yes. <laughs> Practicing. We atheist. practice unto yeah. perfection. Uh-huh. <laughs> I say, yeah, I mean we definitely disagree. We have sure. very radically different cosmic worldviews, mm-hmm. but the behavior that it leads us to is remarkably similar. Yeah. Sure. And I have way more in common with the people sitting at this table that that everyone in the audience can see. Right. Uh, of course. <laughs> Hello. Um, then probably 95% of the people yeah. who have the same religious, nominally, the same religious yeah. identity I do. Right. And that is a huge indictment. Yeah. And that's something, too, like whenever I was really in the church, just seemed like an impossible thing to me, where I'm like, how could people do good and be good and not murder people right. and steal from people if they're not a Christian? And it's like, actually, very easily. Yeah. Very easily. It's maybe harder not to murder if, <laughs> if you're a Christian. <laughs> if I don't have those convictions pushing me towards something. Yeah. Right. That's a good like point. Like Africa and Southern, Southeast Asia and Latin America would like a word. Yeah. yeah they'd like a word. <laughs> yeah. yeah sure. So good on you. Doing the right thing. Thank you. Represent. I being tried. a good old person right there. Um, so again, as we are recording this in the future... Future, 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 future. I don't know if I'll have watched anything in January 2022 yet. By now, I guarantee I will have watched some college football. So, okay. oh, yeah, uh, go the teams that I wanted to win. Can you believe that one team lost to the other one? I was surprised by that, but I was less surprised than I thought I was gonna be. What about what he did with the ball? Oh, the ball thing? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Fucking crazy. What? We're good at sport talk. Yeah. <laughs> Sport talk with Ben and Steve. That's it, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping to be enjoying my January being a a chill, peaceful, mm-hmm. uh, post-holiday thing. Mm-hmm. Usually January for me is like bonkers because it's like I've just had the holidays and stuff. Still keeping the ball rolling with lessons and YouTube and yada yada. But then that's also when Nam usually comes up out in L.A. Our national right. big trade show we have, have out there. Coming up. But they're actually doing it in June this year. Hmm. They moved it. Trying to maybe hope to miss out on Omicron. (sighs) The thing about it is, is it's stupid as shit because it would be safer, actually, to do it in January while everybody's, like, freshly boosted up Hmm. than waiting halfway through next year. Also, halfway through next year, in the middle of June, it's going to be, like, peak vacation season mm. yeah and nam is held right there like across the street from fucking disney yeah getting a hotel is going to be impossible yeah uh, it's gonna so, so there's no nam in january so that's off my list mm. also no cruise gigs this year in january so that's off my mm. list too so this is going to be actually kind of a chill january for Good. me i think yeah i was gonna say don't say that never happens yeah. yeah i'll have plenty to do but it won't be any of my normal doing mm. you know <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Maybe daring do. Maybe that. What are you gonna be uh, doing come January? Um, I'm hoping to um 
so it, it, it all very in flux with mm-hmm. like again this production job that I may or may not be doing. Yeah. Uh, so I'm hoping to be working in somewhere in the film industry, but Sick. not awesome. sure. Um, I just know that I've needed rest for a long time. You and I were talking about before Ooh, the podcast, yeah. like you and I both similarly burnt. Yes, yeah, similarly burnt. Um, and so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm trying to hold things with open palms. I like that. <laughs> gotcha. It's a good way to look yeah, at it. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a good pandemic mentality. Period. It is. That's um, all we have anymore. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> open it palms. Just let stuff flow through you and make sure that they're <laughs> the clean. Hate for t- the hate. Specifically, yeah, let the hate flow through you for yeah. sure. <laughs> and wash those palms before you open them. Yeah, please, <laughs> please. wash them. And your ass. And, and your ass. ass. That's yeah. right. That's right. It's been a while since we threw that one around. I, I think. know. Yeah. Didn't we say something about like something about a horse as well? Fancy horse. Oh yeah, live your life like a fancy horse. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, bring these back. That's a, that's a good. Yeah. That's always good Closing advice. Statement. Cheers honestly. to that. Yeah. Cheers yeah. to that. Indeed, man. So yeah, I'm not sure what January would look like. Um. Oh, I do. Will I do know this? I will be going to the Q Christian Fellowship Conference. Okay. Which is now unfortunately named. Yeah, yeah, I was oh, going to say, when say you say what? Q, you mean right. Right. Q and on. Q and on and on and on. Yeah, he just never shut the fuck up. Nope. And JFK still hasn't come back. Oh, Amazing my God. <laughs> it's weird. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't he come back? Huh? Strange. Huh? Um, yeah, the Q as in queer. Okay. Um, but okay. they wanted to sort of circumvent the potential discomfort that that might cause right. older LGBTQ people. So they just named it Q um, in 2018, and now I'm sure they're pulling their <laughs> hair out. God damn it. Um, but yeah, it's just qu- queer, for lack of a better term, yeah. Christian Fellowship Conference okay. um, and Alberquerque. Oh, yeah. Alberquerque. Lots of Qs. Alberquerque. Wow. And yeah, I've been going since 2017. It's awesome. It's just basically a bunch of people who for some reason, still love this church, this Jesus yeah. that has been extremely harmful um, <laughs> and making it something better. Um, so, yeah, and I'm presenting on um, the uh, story about Ishmael and Abraham and Sarah and essentially saying that Abraham and Sarah are the original Christian parents who kick out their queer kids. Oh, shit. Gotcha. And yeah. Ishmael being queer. And anyway, mm-hmm. no more rabbit holes. Whoa. But <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Damn. Well, that's awesome, man. I hope that goes very well. Thank you. I'm sure very will excited. Be a great success. And man. I'm super excited to go to Albuquerque. I hope to do some Breaking Bad yeah. stuff. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Yes. Emily and I uh, stopped in Albuquerque for a night when oh, we fun. were driving to California because her brother and, and sister in law lived there. Oh, and good. I was, it was nice. I mean, we had some good food and stuff. It was <laughs> lots of chilies. Not a whole Ooh, lot of fancy. <laughs> it, it is very deserty. I'm just not into desert. Yeah. places too much yeah. i mean it's nice to drive through and just look out every once in a while and be like oh that's pretty but then it's like i couldn't live here couldn't mm. do it. i couldn't do you're it. man who wants a hill <laughs> i like a hill i like a grass a green <laughs> I like a tree give tree <laughs> give you say. me a tree <laughs> give tree i get it so uh, january what am i gonna be doing <laughs> nothing no- nothing different Damn. i will okay. probably be let's see is anything changing well, your your Tesla uh, Cybertruck will be delivered by then. Oh no! So you'll be Cybertruck. Fuck Elon Musk. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
It says something when someone's last name is literally body odor. Yeah. You know, and that's not yeah. the most unctuous thing about them. No, it should have been close. a warning. Right. It should have been a warning. We should have listened. <laughs> we should have listened. <laughs> he kicked down our door and said, don't worry. And we're like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay. This guy stinks, but okay. <laughs> the one time, man. Yeah. The one time. So, yeah, I don't have anything. I don't have anything new on the horizon. Just regular old doing the same things. Uh, let's see. Emily's getting her septum pierced. Oh, Ty. I was about to say, I'm so sorry, but that's a good thing. (laughs) (laughs) Bless her heart. Her septum. No, No, yeah, uh, she's got, she uh, scheduled that appointment like a couple weeks ago. Okay. So she's, she's been wanting to do it for a while. So that's rad. She also got galaxy hair recently. I don't know if anybody. I don't. If you didn't see it, go check it out on the Facebook and Instagram. My wife's galaxy hair looks great. Awesome. She's hot. Good deal. My wife is hot. And My sp- wife. And speaking of septums, mm-hmm. Skyrim. Let's, oh, boy. Finally, boy. Steve has somebody to talk to. Oh, <laughs> I have been playing that anniversary update for just weeks. I'm loving it so much. It makes me so That makes me, me so, so happy. happy to hear. Yeah. It's so beautiful. It's a beautiful game, It man. is. So you, you also are in this world. Oh, yes. Very much. Okay. Um, I've around the time that I started guitar lessons, I was super into Oblivion. Oblivion was great, um, yeah. and everybody tried to get me on that, and I was just like, I don't have time, I can't do it. Oh, I'll take yeah. my life Wise. out. Wise. Wise. Was, yeah, very smart. I might yeah. have made a good choice. Um, and then Skyrim came yeah. out in 2011. I was a junior in high school. Yeah. yeah. So very much in that world too. I yeah, I uh, definitely uh, did a lot less research on some papers when I started playing Oblivion, <laughs> which was like near the end of my grad school career. Because nice. a guy I was in grad school with was like, uh, you haven't played Oblivion? You'd love Oblivion. And I was like, all right, I'll play it. And it, it was like a year before Skyrim came out. So I didn't even have to wait that long. Ugh. So I played Oblivion <laughs> like crazy. And then Skyrim came out and it was just like, oh my gosh. this Because Oblivion's a great game, but. Like the faces were Potatoes. terrible. They were terrible. They <laughs> Old were terrible. tater face. Yeah. Huh? Yes, tater face. Yeah. Okay. The sequel to Pumpkinhead. Yeah. Oh, wow. Tater face. <laughs> Ta- <laughs> what is it? And Hardy. And what Hardy. you know about tater face? And in tater face, it's it's just a guy who wears Ed Hardy oh, oh, yeah. clothes. Oh, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. And his, his brother-in-law wears Affliction. Yeah. So oh, the worst. So bad. Man. And they so both bad. sell bad cocaine. And mm. wear bad cologne. And wear, yeah, just a whole lot of axe. Wow. <laughs> a lot of musk. You ever walk into a bathroom? Because I forget that axe smells the way it smells. And people still use and it. People still Do they? use Even it. Even though it's literally a joke. Yeah, it is. I don't. I, it, it's it, like mostly people our age. It is a school. blast. Yeah. In your olfactory, oh man, just horrendous stench. <laughs> it is, yeah, it's stuff, 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 stuff. Blast, blast beat, beat. Right. olfactory. <laughs> uh, we forgot to mention. Hey, if you want to hear the the movie review portion, check the episode oh, description. Yeah, we're gonna talk about Black Swan, but it'll be later. Don't it'll worry be later. about it. It'll be later. <laughs> yeah, we're still not getting to it. Yeah. I, I think one of the many benefits of being gay mm-hmm. is that I haven't. Smell, I've smelt nary an axe. Yeah, you were not, so not, a, not a whiff. Uh, we have better taste. Yeah, than I was that. gonna say. Well, how would you ever get anyone to have sex with you if you smelled like axe? Uh, you know what? I mean, I've you that can't forever. do it as a heterosexual, right? Why well, would it change? Yeah, that's a good point. It doesn't work on anybody, is what you're saying? No, right? Anybody. Apparently, it works on like straight dudes to smell other straight dudes. But like, he smells like a man. Yeah, Ugh. that's good stuff. <laughs> I'm gonna get me that some. That doesn't axe. go anywhere. <laughs> it doesn't get anything working out. Yeah, I don't understand. I need a new cologne man i've been like in the market where i'm like you know what i've been wearing the same shit like my entire life mm. i'm a big CK1, fan one a gender neutral cologne i just really mm. like how it smells okay. i, I want to change it up i okay. want to change my stench 
I'm a big fan of Burberry. 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 Burberry is good stuff. I'm thinking I've got it narrowed down between Polo Mm -hmm. and Brute. Go Brute. (laughs) Just (laughs) got to smell like a peepaw. Get you some aqua velva and Brute. Or um, (laughs) what's the fucking... Old Bay or whatever Old Bay, it's called. Yes. <laughs> I'm Fuck. just gonna use Old Bay seasoning and shake it in my hair though. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that I'm gonna do. That probably would smell better than Old Bay, yeah. honestly. Old Bay, I, for my, if I remember correctly, Old Bay smelled like bad whiskey. Mm-hmm. It was basically like yeah, somebody like made a bunch Bay of whiskey that thing. they couldn't get anybody to drink, and then they're like, I mean, it's cologne. The guys <laughs> oh. were like. That does smell alright. I'll splash it on my yeah, on my just, neck after a shave. Yeah. Just, I feel like Old Bay is like the Irish term for sugar daddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's just my old boy. <laughs> That's it. very likely. That yeah. Is, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, O'Reilly, he's just my old bay. <laughs> I also remember there was one called English leather. Oh, that yeah. That was a little more high class. Mm. What about Stetson? Stetson. Stetson, I'm Remember a cool man. water. Remember how cool water was like? It, you couldn't possibly don't talk shit about cool water. Queso is cool water, and I love. Listen, it. cool water smells great, but if you went to high school in the '90s, you Which know that not. cool water always <laughs> smells like cigarettes as well. Because it's associated. It's almost like that's the thing I have with fucking curve. Yeah, like curve for men is like yeah. curve and cigarettes. You mean? Yeah, you mean to cover up the disgusting smell of you driving to school with your windows up smoking. Yeah, like an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one thing leads to another. Right? Yep. <laughs> Maybe I'll just go Dracar Noir and, and call it. Suddenly, I'm a wrecked again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the subject of the show today is that indeed that. Black Swan. <laughs> Black Swan. Black Swan. <laughs> From 2000 and what? 10. Yeah. 2010. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to be talking about that later. There's still more stuff we want to talk about before we get to <laughs> yeah. it. So fuck you. <laughs> Look in the episode description. It's literally it's right there. It's always there. It was Grayson's fucking idea. It was. To it was. It was back in yeah. 2017. Yeah. I texted Ben and yeah. I was like, hey. I don't know why my voice you is... You text yeah. really high. Yeah. Whenever you yeah. text, it's always very it's high Tiny pitch. print. Yeah, very small. I get a magnifying glass out Like, for hey, it. Kate, Grayson's texting me again, and she, like, Mike. lugs the... A telescope yep. over. Well, every time every time I open them up, it's like the dog's heads perk up. It's like they can <laughs> yeah. hear it, but I can't. They can hear that text. What's going on it's here? So oh, it's like, oh, Grayson texted again. Yeah, Got but I, I think, yeah, I just had the idea. Just like, hey, maybe... I had a stub... Um, (laughs) (laughs) blast beat your way out of it right exactly Uh, (laughs) what was his name Sir Robert Sir Vincent Blast Sir Vincent Vincent Blast you know that's gonna become my new like life motto if in doubt blast Blast beat it out Like at a stank, skank banger show, like yeah. Davy Stranger's pants fall down, which yeah. just blast it out, right? Blast me to that. Oh, well, that. Well, okay, not that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not blast it out, but blast beat it out. Blast okay. beat it. Out. Uh, I don't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, maybe not on stage. Beaten in front. Yeah. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like that might go over well at a skank banger like show. Actually, charge an extra if that's what I'm yeah, going to start doing. I'll tell you that. Like y'all will get booked. From coast to coast. Oh yeah, it's gotta be there worth would it. be definitely be some fifty-year-old uh, woman like woo, <laughs> woo, beat it faster, beat it. Faster. Probably the same woman at the Skankfinger show I went. Do you remember uh, this? Oh yes, it's like think twenty nineteen, mm-hmm. and I w- remember I was wearing like a th- way too heavy sweater, but I was wearing a <laughs> thick gray sweater, and this like boomer woman <laughs> comes over to me and she's like, 
sloshing around, all uh-huh. all Super drunk, drunk on nostalgia and PBR <laughs> and, and Bon Jovi. Yes, <laughs> drunk on Jovi. Yes, the lust wave. She started riding riding in '84 and just yeah. hasn't broken yet. Uh-uh. <laughs> she comes over to me and I'm on the front row. My brother Logan is next to me, and she literally takes my sweater off and puts it over my head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and Davey, Davey, Ben, Davey yeah. is like playing guitar just like, what the <laughs> hell? What the what now? <laughs> I thought, like, was it about to turn into a hockey fight? And she was just like pulling <laughs> over your head. Oh, yeah. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. She's like, dang, this skank. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she said with her cigarette voice. Cigarettes. <laughs> Ugh, my Yikes. God. Cool water. <laughs> Cigarettes and cool water. But yes, yeah, so it was it was my idea back in the day. There you go. Yeah. So if you want to yeah. get onto the movie review, <laughs> fucking look at the timestamp. And you thank Grayson mongrel. every single week. Yeah, when thanks you do Grayson. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can say that. You mm-hmm. saved me from leaving a bad review for the guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. Also, yeah. if you have good suggestions, we'll take them. Yeah. I mean, because whenever Ben texted me, Grayson said to do this. I was like. That's a good That's a idea. Good idea. <laughs> it yeah. is. If, if people are complaining about us talking too long before the movie, tell them exactly when to get to the movie talk. That's when the frustration sets in when yeah. it, uh, you know, is a it constant happens anyway. Right. Source. Of, yes. Yeah. You know. But whatever. It's but, there. But leave a review. It really helps the guys out. Hey, thank you. <laughs> Five stars. No to, profanity. It's good yeah. to hear from somebody else for once. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's usually just me. So I'm <laughs> glad to hear from somebody else. Yeah, we're talking about all the Black Swan today, and mm. we were kind of discussing ideas for a preview palace to go along with this, and there was just so many to choose from. Yeah, so many. You know, and every now and then when we hit this point with the movie, we're just like, fuck it. Let's do them all. Yeah, might as well. <laughs> you don't have to choose. Nope. You can do all of them. Do whatever. <laughs> So I say, as we skid on in here into the preview palace. Welcome to the preview palace. Preview palace. Ooh, vibrats on there. Vibrats. Got some vibrats going on on there. I like that. I liked it. I'm going to be giving you guys a lightning round I'm preview palace. <laughs> Thunder pow. Lightning bam. ACDC. It's alive. We're doing it. Got to give you guys a lightning round here, Preview Palace. Gotcha. One answer only. We usually do these long lists for this stuff, yeah. but everybody gets one answer for all okay. these questions. Okay. And, of course, some, some time for discussion and stuff here. Of course. Right. Of course. And these are all things that are based around this movie, this Black Swan. Blake Swoon. Mm. The Blake, Blake Swoon. Okay? And uh, I got just a hot list here of topics that we're going to cover. Let's go ahead and start off with something that happens in this flick. Now- you know, it is known that the lifestyle of a ballerina's foot is a hard road to travel. Oh, yeah. Those things end up just plum chewed up. Mm-hmm. Am I right? <laughs> mm-hmm. You're right. How chewed up? How chewed up are they? <laughs> I mean, so bad that you got cuticles fucking bleeding and toenails are falling off. All kinds of terrible things happen to a ballerina's foot. I'll tell you that. There's lots of other times. In movies that feats get fucked up, though, seems to be a theme in a lot of the movies we've talked about. Yeah. Let's talk about the best foot fuck. What's a time in a movie where you've seen a foot get fucked up? Let me just go ahead and kick this thing off. Okay. Kick you guys know about a little movie called Misery? I do. That's what I was thinking Oof. of, yeah. A little hobbling action? Yeah. Lord have mercy. That foot is fucked. I tell you that, man. Grace, yeah. you ever seen Misery? Not yet. Oh, you got to watch that I movie. Know. Oh, it's a really I know. Good, really it's also good like a great like January watch because they're all like snowed in in a cabin and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's a very like wintry movie. Mm. Not a winter wonderland. 
Oh no! It's a. They are I not wonder walking through watching a win- this land. They are hobbling through a winter wonderland. They certainly <laughs> are, man. Because there's a scene in there where, man, it's James Con, right? Yep. Yeah. His foot gets fucked. It up. sure does. I can't think of any other foot fucks, so I'll just say every Quentin Tarantino. That's movie. what I was thinking. <laughs> you know, but that's like a sexy way. You know, that's a sexy Is one it? for sure. You know, <laughs> he seems well, to think he so. Seems yeah. to think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think probably uh, Daniel Stern stepping on that nail in, in Home Alone Ugh. is it's tar covered too. That's oh. and it's so torturous too because <laughs> like Kevin set it up so he had to take his shoes off and his socks off. Fucking sadistic. Before he stepped, like he didn't have to do that. That was sadistic. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The way it shows the nail just glide into the oh. foot too. <laughs> It's it's like there's not like there's really much resistance. It's like a, 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 a fucking knife through cake. It's yeah. brutal. Honestly, like yeah. even more effective for me, whenever he, he steps in through the window and steps on those Christmas ornaments. <gasps> dude, the pop that they make and then the <gasps> It's the worst. Yes. Oh and it man. keeps happening. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, just the way that they, they dubbed in that sound effect of those ornaments popping under his feet. Can you imagine oh. if they mixed some Legos in there, too? <gasps> Dude. Oh. oh. Hell on Earth. That, would have, that on is Earth. what would have killed them. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. Like, forget the paint cans, forget mm-hmm. the fire. Legos. Forget, <laughs> Legos. The Legos, <laughs> for sure. You got a foot fuck you want to mention here? <laughs> Tell us about your foot fuck. <laughs> oh, if, if only you were the first guy to ask me that. <laughs> I think I'm going to go with um, probably the first one I saw. Um, Kill Bill. Vault, oh, yeah. Vol 1. Vol 1. <laughs> favorite. A number that the volunteers have not been in a very long time. Oh, right. yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Roll Tide. And oh. <laughs> oh, shit. Slipping oh. that in here. <laughs> Whoa! So uh, the scene where am I allowed to say her name? I mean, it's a the bride, the yeah. bride. Okay. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, the bride. Um, she awakens, awakens from her coma. Oh yeah, and then Buck, who as we, as we all know is here too. Buck, fuck, mm-hmm. yep. Um, he comes back in to um have sex. Big Necro was probably that behind that yeah. man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She was not conscious as hell. Mm. Yeah. Always funneling money into these movies, trying to influence mm-hmm. the youth. Exactly. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so she uh, wakens, uh, awakens, and then they come in. She falls back asleep, pretends to, and then she f- rolls over, and the guy is about to walk out, and then she grabs... What does she grab? Like a... Does he have like a... N- Knife in his pocket or something? I, honestly, I'm struggling to remember yeah, I can't remember. Does she, is, I mean, there wouldn't be like a, a nearby scalpel, or, something, scalpel yeah. or anything. Yeah. That's not how they do things in hospitals. So <laughs> he must have had like something in his pocket. That's weird. I can't remember I that. I can't either. Actually, yeah. I could see American hospitals, like kind of like how hotels have the fridges where if you open them, you're automatically charged $50. Ah, yeah. They're like, I bet you'd like that scalpel, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> Touch it. Oh, that's that not is. covered by your insurance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So then she is on the ground and she can't walk because she's been comatose for what, like two years? Yeah, yeah. And then as he's walking away, she slices his Achilles. Oh, it's so brutal. Oh. Oh. Yeah. It's honestly up there with like Gage cutting fucking Judd yeah. Crandall's Achilles in uh, oh. Pet Cemetery. Yeah. Well, that's one of those work. things. I mean, you know, that's not something that's happened to most of us, I don't think. But it inspires a visceral reaction mm-hmm. whenever you see yeah. that Achilles getting. Do you, know, you remember on. the '90s, uh, like, um, what was it called? Uh, lie that everybody tells each other. Uh, fuck. Urban myth. Urban myth. Yeah. That's it. Uh, where the uh, <laughs> they 
they were saying be careful because it's a new gang initiation. They hide under, under your car. Cars. And then I cut remember your hearing this. I don't remember this. Yeah. Okay. There was a lot of that crap. It never happened. No. No, but it was before the internet, so you could just lie and tell thousands of people a lie, and everybody was like, oh, I guess. I, I remember another one from that same time period, dude, was like there was a huge thing going around where it was like they're putting AIDS-covered needles inside of gas pump handles. Yep. Like, you heard that too, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, where the fuck did this come from? The, uh, fucked up people making shit up. You know what? If you go back and read Catholic Church like uh, uh, stuff about the uh, witch trials and whatnot, oh yeah, just remember all the stuff in there. They thought it up. That's true. <laughs> they thought it up. Right. They came up with the most insane shit and then said other people did it. They probably did it. Yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there there be some feet getting fucked up in yeah. movies. I'll tell you that. <laughs> feet fucked. Yeah, I'll tell you another <laughs> thing about Black's one here. Mm-hmm. It's a motherfucking dance off. Dancing, dance, 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 dancing, 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 Ted dancing, Ted dancing, dude. Yep. And it got me thinking. You know what? It's not the only dance movie. There's a lot of dance movies out there. What's the best dance movie? Okay. For me, it's got to be motherfucking Flash Dance. Flash Dance, okay. I love it because it's such a fucking ridiculous premise that this girl is like a a welder and also an exotic dancer at this like super artsy strip club. Have you ever seen it, Grayson? Mm -mm. It's so (laughs) ridiculous and such a piece of the 80s. You got to fucking watch it. Okay. But she works at this like, yeah, like strip club, only it's this like really artsy, interpretive like classy dance place Mm -hmm. and like these businessmen go to it and they're like yeah (laughs) it's really stupid and so great and i can't stop it if it's on um i don't really like dance movies but you're a liar uh uh, what are we gonna uh, silver linings playbook maybe that was a good i figured you'd reach for a suspiria dude suspiria is probably the best yeah suspiria you going old cut or new cut for dance new cut yeah old cut doesn't involve any you know, <laughs> I don't really think that that ballet dancing they do in the original is in any way no. authentic or no. correct in <laughs> no. any possible way. <laughs> but in the, in the 2018, they put some work. Yeah, in they that put a lot shit. of work into it. That's awesome, pretty rad. So yeah, New Spirit, good choice. Spirit, good one. Okay, uh, I would say Hustlers. Dude, oh, I've never okay. seen Hustlers. It's so good. Case said it's awesome. It's awesome. And like I initially watched it just, I mean, for Jennifer Lopez pole dancing incredible um but i was really surprised at like the depth of the story which is probably there's probably some sexism there where i'm like a movie about s- strippers can't be deep well, word i mean i think most dance movies just aren't true. so it's like true you know well, it was kind of marketed as like ass and titty yeah that's true that's fair um so whether it's my sexism or just sexism in general in yeah. general <laughs> yeah. it's there um so i did come into it with uh expectations that then were far exceeded wow okay and it's funny it's really like has a lot to say and also jennifer lopez Woo, come on yeah yeah it's an it's a really good movie jenny from the block yeah, it's where she's from i hear yeah that's yeah true. that's yeah. true all right all great choices here let's dip into maybe a topic or two here maybe a little bit more a little bit more on the grid let's say uh-huh. this is uh you know i think best classified as a psychological horror movie okay mm-hmm. i don't think it's like a straight up horror with a period at the end of it. I no. think there's definitely a psychological element in here. There's, is this, you know, is she going crazy? What's real? What's not mm-hmm. real? And I do love a good psych horror movie Me whenever too. it's mm-hmm. done well. 
what is the favorite psych horror movie? I'm going to throw out a motherfucker called Jakob's Ladder. <laughs> okay, yeah. I'm a big fan of Jakob's Ladder. <laughs> that fucking movie, dude. Yeah, Jacob's Ladder is incredible. It is. It's a beautiful movie. Have you oh, seen it? Man. I need to see it. Yeah. You would you would love it. Yeah, it is okay. beautiful really and fucking okay. scary mm-hmm. and yes. sad and wonderful. Really, really, really cool movie. Okay. But, you know, it's like the psychological horror realm extends all the way out into oh, yeah, like Seven, Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, I was going to so say Seven for me, yeah. probably, or Silence of the Lambs. Either of those are two, like, of the top. But yeah. Seven is probably, for me... We should do that on the show. We man. definitely should. Absolutely. No reason we, we shouldn't. Seven. Yeah, we should do it. I mean, it, it, like, I saw it in theaters back when it came out so i was a teenager and then i didn't see it again until i was an adult and then i was just like wait what yeah i did the like, same thing it had been like a long time since i saw it and yeah. i forgot some of the shit in that movie yeah. i was like what the fuck it's fucked up and yes. and kevin spacey the uh-huh. villain come on <laughs> how could that ever be come on unbelievable <laughs> bad casting yeah. <laughs> Ugh, fuck kevin spacey yeah. You got a favorite psych horror movie? Does Midsummer count? Sure, it I, could be. You can. I think it's more of a psychological way. horror. I mean, it does. It does lead up to an actual like horrific event, but right. The, Most of these do. So does seven. Yeah, I mean. exactly. So it's like yeah. Throughout it, they're really just dealing with the psychological implications of their hallucinations mostly mm-hmm. yeah. and so much gaslighting and everything yep. grief that, yeah yeah, yeah. a so, lot of psychological torment in there yeah the one that comes up and there are others but midsummer it's, it's one of my favorites period yeah no and it's then, great yeah it's and a good choice so yeah i'd say midsummer okay now All let's right. move on to a more serious topic right here because this is one I'm i've just gotta know a serious topic here. okay because this is a movie what features a very pretty lady what turns into a bird bird is the bird. word bird <laughs> bird is the word and it, it got me wondering you know Who's the most bangable bird of all? Oh, my God. There's so many to choose from. Okay. Let's think of, I mean, the I, realm of, of Daffy's and Donald's. Well, yeah. Big birds. Big, oh, that's a big bird. I mean, you, you know did, they say about big birds. Daisy Duck in there. Daisy, okay. Yeah, we Daisy also Duck. got we got Birdie in the, the McDonald's realm. Oh, Birdie. I Birdie. forgot about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Bernie Sanders bird. The Bernie Sanders oh, bird. Just here for peace that and That bird hope. definitely was fuckable. I'll tell you you know what? We were all thinking it. Let's be honest. Let's be honest and here. And listen, when it comes to Bernie, you can't just do the tip because that would that would be the one percent. Oh that yeah, would, yes, yeah. That's no, a very you got you got to give it the whole. He would not have the that. whole You got to equally distribute. <laughs> you know? I'm gonna say yes. most fuckable bird for me is D from Always Sunny. She's just a bird. Yeah, <laughs> dang old ostrich. Looks like a bird. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. They are constantly just calling her a bird. <laughs> a bird. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna tell you what. Here's one you didn't name off. Okay. Uh-oh. When you're thinking about a banging bird, Let's hear you it. remember a motherfucking game for the Super NES called Star Fox? Oh, oh Captain I mean, Captain Falco. We know they're very flexible. They can yeah. do a barrel roll. That's <laughs> right, man. Barrel rolling it up. Uh, Falco. Falco. That guy, more like Fucko. Am I right? <laughs> Guy's a hunk. It's clear. Star yeah. Starbucks. And you know what? Starbucks. He's a bird. He's got that cloaca. It's a. It's an innie. It's an Audi. It can do it all. <laughs> it's an innie and an Audi. There's something for everybody there. <laughs> Sounds great. So I'm going with that hunk right uh-huh. there. <sighs> Banging birds. <laughs> Howard the Duck. He knows how to fuck. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Leah Thompson definitely t- taught him a few things there. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> 
Mm, there's some options. Anything coming to mind for you, Grayson? <sighs> <laughs> I think what's coming to mind is why did I agree to do this? Yeah, whoa, whoa. <laughs> We're talking about banging his fur. Yeah. My, my my seminary is calling, and they're like, "Your degree's <laughs> revoked." Yeah, yeah. so bye. You know, not master the divine. <laughs> um, and just a, a listener's note: neither Steve nor I were informed of these questions. No, before. we have no idea. Just bringing them on, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm running this. So shit. we are uh, uh, winging, at my mercy, winging it, winging it. Uh, uh, it. That's very good, man. So uh, I think just for the the sake of sub- wow, this beer is hitting. Hard. Yeah. Get it, get <laughs> in too. there. Yeah, the, for the sake of subversion. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Chick Fil A chick. Oh, fuck that thing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. What a great choice. We didn't know it, but the Chick-fil-A chick, so gay. So, so, so gay. gay. Yeah. I mean, have so you seen gay. how curvy those oh, letters yeah. are? Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. It's a strong It really point. hurts his heart to be a part of that organization. <laughs> but. I didn't mean to. That's a hell of a choice. That's a great... I didn't. My mind didn't even go there. So I'm, I'm impressed you went with the Baptist bird. <laughs> I remember when you said that on the podcast, yeah. and I have used the it ever Baptist since. Bird. The Baptist bird, <laughs> uh-huh. or I've heard also um, the the bigoted or the bigot bird. Oh, bigot bird. That's bigot less bird. fun. Yeah, yeah. It but is less not fun. less true. No, it no, is very true. Not less true. No. Let's just go with a kind of a vanilla question. You're following that up. I'm okay. Right. Follow that. Yeah. I should have saved that for last. In honestly, honor of our pineapple and vanilla sour. Yeah, there, you go. there we go. Yeah. Uh, favorite Aronofsky movie. Ooh, he makes some fucking great yeah. ass flicks. No, yeah, I'm a big big fan. It's um, funny because, like, when I think about my favorite directors, like, my mind usually doesn't come up, pop yeah. up. But then when I think about his flicks, I'm like, damn, there's yeah. so many incredible flicks this guy has yep. done yeah. and continues to do. Um, honestly, Black Swan might be my favorite. I mean, Ooh. I, I want to say Requiem, but this is a lot more watchable. 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 Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot, you know, not that this is, like, enjoyable to yeah, watch, no. but... There's a lot of things that are more in, more enjoyable than watching yeah. Requiem. It's just so punishing. Yeah, for yeah. me, it's it's definitely The Wrestler. Oh, The Wrestler's yeah. so good. I, I need we'll to talk, see that one, yeah. Yeah, you should, you definitely do. We, we'll talk more about it uh, because The Wrestler and Black Swan are considered by Aronofsky to be intertwined companion mm-hmm. pieces. But yeah, The Wrestler, like, just if you know wrestling, um, or if you don't, I mean, I think because it, it's a movie that tries to elevate wrestling to the art that it is. Yeah, nice. And so if you don't know wrestling, it's one you watch and you go, oh, People really care about this. Yeah, yeah. But if you do know wrestling, you know, like, you see, like, the this Randy the Ram character who, you know, was super popular at one point is now living in a trailer. And you know that that's actually true of so many wrestlers. So many, yeah. Um, Chewed up and spit out by the industry. And so, yeah, if you're, like, a big pro wrestling fan, I think the wrestler is just, yeah. uh, it, it kind of, it kind of, uh, it kind of like pats you on the back for caring about a thing that other people are true. just like, it's Aww. fake. Aww. But it's like, that's yeah, really it, sweet. It is. It is. That's true. <laughs> it, Especially, um, I know how much you two love wrestling. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Love a razzle. <laughs> um, and, and we'll talk about it again, as I said, uh, because they are companion pieces. But like the, you know, this movie, uh, Black Swan, is a lot about like how uh, art is suffering and how mm. uh, really how people who are extra good in their art make it look so effortless that it looks easy and can kind of almost make you think like what's wrong with me that i'm not doing it and it's easy well it can make you think what they're doing isn't as amazing as it is right right, because you have no idea how to do it so you don't know that the fact that they're making it look easy 
is how good they are. And that's how professional wrestling is. Like, people can watch a good professional wrestling match and be like, that's fake. And it's like, it looks that way. I guarantee they hurt a lot. Yeah. But they're making it look so good yeah. that you think, oh, this is easy. It's simple. It's fake. Yeah, the and wrestler as, definitely brings you into that. And as yeah. any actor will tell you, some some of the hardest acting roles you can do are actors who are playing actors yeah like word yeah acting acting yeah is super difficult and yes. that's very much wrestling with mm-hmm. chairs and yeah and ropes <laughs> involved yeah yeah a lot of danger as well as having to play a character exactly it's, it's pretty yeah. a lot to it yeah a lot of performance there i think i'm gonna have to say requiem yeah dude. yeah requiem's amazing just i i just remember being just really in a similar manner to how y'all often talk about like the the horror movie video cassette tapes oh yeah right. dude and the covers at like blockbuster mm-hmm. yeah um see i'm not totally gen z because i could <laughs> say those words yeah, yeah exactly i remember those you were on the phone with blockbuster at one point so yes. you're not that young you're not that young okay the phone on the wall oh possible yeah um i just i had just such a uh macabre draw to requiem for a dream yeah and like and some other movies too but that's the one that really sticks out that i was like this movie just seems so fascinating yeah what is this what What is this and then Mm -hmm. i finally watched it unwisely the night before my first ever college final. No. And I actually ended up writing oh about it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I was like, well, this is actually relevant. I can't stop thinking about this movie. Mm-hmm. So Use it. Um, but yeah, I just think because it had it like reached into the past and had yeah. an impact on me long before I ever saw it. And it was what started my love affair with Darren Aronofsky and like made me want to see Black Swan mm-hmm. and all of his movies. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's not fun. No. It's traumatizing. God, it's good though. It's so, so good. good. So I, I just think so because of that, like it just has a special. That's not a positive word necessarily, but it does have a special place in my heart. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great choice, man. Those are all very good choices. All right, now this movie has a mom in it. Yeah, <laughs> and most fuckable mom. <laughs> no, okay, no, <laughs> we're not going in Milf that direction. Island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have standards here, oh, guys. Okay. I have okay. standards and practices. Yeah, exactly. That's true. You know that I do. Well, what I was going to say about this mom is she's an overbearing mom. That's true. She is an overbearing helicopter mom from the depths of hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who is the overbearingest movie mom? Are we talking about Carrie's mom? Mm, Are we talking about Jason's mom? Mm. Very overbearing. Oh, very. I mean, there's a lot of moms out there what be hovering pretty hard. I think old Carrie White had it pretty bad, personally. Yeah, her, I her think getting berated about her dirty pillows. Yeah, I never heard that from my mom. Worst. And I mean, uh, Mrs. Voorhees was literally head over heels for for her son. Well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> that head definitely met those heels when it got lopped off like. Yep. <laughs> Um, I would say for me, it's Bobby Boucher's mom in the water <laughs> the boy. The water boy. <laughs> no, they're all gonna laugh at you. Actually, it kind of draws it back to Carrie. Yeah, it again. does. Yeah. No, uh, they're all gonna laugh at you. <laughs> uh, my favorite line, of course, being Bobby. They ever catch that gorilla? What escaped from the zoo and punched you in the eye? <laughs> no, mama. The search continues. <laughs> Man, that she movie is so stupid. I need I to watch it. it again. It's been. Forever. I don't know. I don't know how it holds up, but I remember. I still remember stuff from it all the time. Like the, uh, what's his name, Henry Winkler, on the phone, <laughs> talking to his mom, and then it like 
pans down and you see that the phone's not connected to anything <laughs> and it pans down further and you see he's wearing women's shoes <laughs> and it's like wait why are you showing me why, this? what is this yeah just a weird moment yeah. i forgot about but that. but yeah man. i don't know how it holds up sandler films i don't uh, know you know they, they don't have a long shelf life no 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 <laughs> yeah. no they really really don't and then uncut gems comes out of nowhere yeah i didn't see that i yeah. didn't either i heard it was good i haven't seen it either <laughs> I tr- actually no, I tried to, but it was too stressful. Oh, oh yeah, okay. it's one of those. And, but not in like, oh, the narrative tension is building. It was just like everyone was loud and very New York. And <laughs> mm, <laughs> New yeah. York is stressful. Yes. It really uncomfortable is. for Southern boys, like oh, I said. Exactly, just the pace and the the language. Oh, mm. these Yankee carpetbaggers in this movie, I just deplore them. I'm gonna <laughs> hang them for their salsa. <laughs> <laughs> for this salsa, yeah. New York City, New York. City. Get a rope. <laughs> Get a rope. They said <laughs> what? Wow. That Wait. was a... Br- that, you don't know this commercial. You're too young. I, I don't. You're too young. <laughs> it was a Pace uh, Picante salsa commercial where uh, a, a bunch of cowboys sitting around a, a fire and one of them pulls out a salsa from New York City. New York City, they That's all say. all of them say. And then someone goes, get a rope. Because they're going to hang this man <laughs> for his New York City salsa. And they used that. <laughs> To sell salsa. Yeah. salsa. It didn't work because whoever buys Pace salsa. Oh, it's really shitty. It really yeah. is. Not good at all. No. Get a rope for them, I say. Yeah, maybe they did. Maybe, maybe <laughs> they got the rope to hang themselves. Yes. Because <laughs> what we're making is worse than this. <laughs> That's what it Fuck. was. One of them tried the New York City salsa and they were like, Fuck it. We're committing suicide. <laughs> Might as well kill myself. It's the only option left. <laughs> yeah, it's Goodbye. all I got. Cruel world. Yeah. <laughs> you got a, a movie mom? What be the overbearingest for you, Grace? <laughs> I think, uh, I forget which of the, the loser squad uh, it is, but there's definitely an overbearing Yeah, mom. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the kid with the broken arm. Yeah, yes. his mom. Uh-huh. Uh, fuck. Which one kid is? What? Ah. Yeah, in it. Yeah, the kid yeah, in yeah, it yeah. with the broken arm. Shit. Which Stanley? Ever, but yes, yes, his mom is very overbearing and, and mm-hmm. also has that Munchausen thing going on. Oh, for yeah. sure, yeah. And we've got the uh, the mom in the sixth sense who it's revealed is purposely keeping her child oh, sick. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And what is what was that term? Mo- Munchausen by Munchausen proxy. by proxy. What is that? Keeping somebody sick. J- it's yeah, it's it's a psychological disorder where you, you use other people's sickness to get attention for yourself because yeah. everybody feels sorry for you because right. your child I'm a caretaker though I'm also mm-hmm. feeding your rat poison every day but I'm taking care of yeah. it for right. me pay attention to me but yeah. enough about non-profits right <laughs> <laughs> some of them are great but sometimes you depend on a problem existing yep. so you have an you income you need that <laughs> no, problem true. exists so you can get your salary for working for the non-profit yeah, yeah. that is kind so. of thing sometimes you know yeah. you could always just give to mutual aid where they just give money directly to people who need it oh yeah. interesting yeah. but moving on last topic <laughs> i want to cover for this one this is a heavy hitter because this is a movie what features i'm talking a bevy of barfing <laughs> There is a good bit of barfing in There's this. a good, yeah. I'm going to say pl- more than average. Yeah. A plethora of puking. Yep. You could say that. Very much so. <laughs> Variegated vomiting. Oh, my God. There's so many ways to describe all the levels of puking going on in this flick. There's plenty of it. I just want to pick your all's brains on the best barf. <laughs> You've seen it in a movie. Uh, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, it's Team America, right? I was going to say, I mean, that's without a doubt the best. Gary Judston. 
Yeah. <laughs> just all that pea soup. He puked so much, and then yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I think that's. It's that's, hard to beat that. I mean, one, uh, there's there's a lot of others that have the a Exorcist. Ton. The Exorcist. Oh my god, the most that's famous soup, probably. Yeah. That's a legendary bar yeah. right there. That's right. a bar for the ages. If I've ever seen one, <laughs> mm-hmm. I tell you this, man. Uh, we were actually just watching Twas the Night. What? Damn it! I always mess the name up. Is it Twas the Night or the Night Before? It's like Seth Rogen and all those guys. The night before. Chris, the night before. I think. We were just watching that earlier today, and there's that scene where he's, like, tripping balls, and he's wearing his, like, mm-hmm. Jewish sweater, and he goes into midnight mass with his wife and oh, her no. family, and, like, he's tripping balls, and he throws up in the aisle, <laughs> and, like, the whole thing just stops, and he's like, we did not kill Jesus! We did not do that! <laughs> and then he runs away. <laughs> that's a pretty fucking good that, one. Yeah, that's a good piece. Uh, Santa Clara. Santa Clarita, Santa Clarita. Oh, there's Clarita some diet. strong barfs Ooh. in that. Yeah, that, that is one true. Might hold the record for the longest. There's yes. Oh my god, yeah. that was an enjoyable series, man. I only yeah, watched the first episode, really but I liked fun. it, dude. Keep going. Okay, yeah. like it really does stay good. I mean, like you know, it got canceled too soon, unfortunately. Yeah, but mm. it's fine. Fun, cancel culture at its finest. Oh, they done canceled it. Joining the likes of Dave Chappelle. <laughs> <laughs> But that show was fun, man. And yeah, Timothy Oliphant like is a fucking treasure. Oh. True. Yeah. He's I got so rules. Wonderful. He did so yeah. well in Return of the King. Yeah. The, all the Oliphants. All the Oliphants in there, All those dude. Oliphants. He was so excited. Old yeah. Sam Wise. <laughs> it's an Oliphant. <laughs> Tim. A Timothy that Oliphant. That would be so cute. I really want Timothy Oliphant. I guarantee you would do it. <laughs> yeah. If we just got him to just be the person that instead Sam of sees. the Oliphants. Yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. It would be so adorable. But, of course, I also want to hear all of your all's opinions on these hot topics. These yes. are hot-button topics we've what been talking about. Pick. Hot topics. Hot topics. Yeah. <laughs> so let us know about your, you know, uh, most fuckable bird people and stuff and best bars <laughs> Please, yeah. over on our Facebook group. I guarantee we're going to get some real weird bird pictures. There's definitely oh going to be a lot of stuff that gets banned and deleted before we see it. I, yes. We're going to get zucked. Oh, I wonder yeah. who will be the first person to... Put up a picture of two tits. <laughs> oh, it's like the birds. The birds. Tits. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. You know what? That's the cutest answer possible. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. But also, don't fuck uh, tits. They're so small. You. They're hurt so them. tiny. Yeah. Way ahead You'd of you. Explo- <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm amending my ways. Okay. It's, it's better to ask for forgiveness and permission. Okay. <laughs> Too late. Too late. <laughs> so let us know about that uh, horrible, horrible stuff we're talking about over on the <laughs> Facebook page. Uh, it's a good old time. Just search for Dead and Lovely. You will find us. Now, of course, this movie is a black swan. Hey, that's a dark color. I bet I could use a dark beer to drink with it. Wow. That's connections and transitions. Is it not? You did real play? good just now. Now, we've it's got... actually not that dark of a beer, though, honestly. No, it's not. And uh, we've done this twice before, but... Grayson wanted to try it. I'll Absolutely. quit drinking it when it starts sucking. Exactly. I was, you you want to try it. I'm fucking excited. I'm we here got for a it. Pumpkin, nitro, coffee, blah, cold blah, brew, blah, blah, blah. nitro, a WCW nitro, cold stout, pumpkin brew king. It, yeah. So the Southern Tier pumpkin, nitro, coffee stout yeah. thing. It's so good. We love it. If you haven't tried it yet and you. You can get it in your area. Get it. That does smell like a that does smell like a pumpkin spice latte. It's yeah, fucking it awesome, dude. Yeah. All through October, we did nothing but drink a bunch of different kinds of pumpkin beers and stuff. And this was the undisputed heavyweight champion, man. And uh, I don't think it really has an equal. The Southern Tier Warlock was pretty dang good. Yeah, I enjoyed it, but yeah, no, nothing has been equivalent to 
to this because it, it really is to me just it's exactly what i want when i hear pumpkin which yep. is pumpkin pie yeah totally <laughs> yeah. man and a cup of hot coffee yeah yes. absolutely so i'm excited for grayson to try this look at that creamy frothy look head at on that top that's there. that Ooh. that nitro talking to you yeah. right there just yeah. smells so good you know who else said look at that creamy frothy head to me the, let me hear the chick-fil-a chicken yeah oh uh, <laughs> <laughs> that dirty bird <laughs> that dirty oh, bird bacock, bacock, bacock. he's a real gobbler that's what they say. <laughs> well played. Well played. Okay. All right. I'm excited about this. Dude, wow. I'm telling you. And it's like every time I think I've overhyped oh, so it in good. my head, I go back and I have one and I'm like, nope, it's actually as good as I remembered. Just pure coffee and pumpkin pie and cream and just fucking Wow. Amazing. How fucking good is that, right? It's like, it's comforting. Like, it, it is. It feels like a pillow. It does. It, yeah. it just yep. feels like. Oh, it feels exactly the <sighs> way I feel when I eat a piece of pumpkin pie, which is just like I'm at home. Like yes, this is perfect. This, this tastes like home. You mm-hmm. know what? Yeah. In a weird way, to me, and I think I'm just now noticing this. I think it's the combination of the strong, like dark coffee flavor, as well as like the cinnamon and stuff in there. Mm-hmm. It really reminds me of walking into a fucking like books a million that has a coffee, a coffee yes. shop. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Wait, that is awesome. That is the best. That's feeling. one of the best fucking smells. Yeah. Bookstore plus mm-hmm. coffee. You're gonna have a good time. And like, yeah, the old paper and yeah, yeah. Uh, but then spicy coffee, spicy coffee. I think oh. uh, that automatically takes me back to old school Java Jazz in Jefferson Java City. Java Jazz. I remember this. Do you? I okay. actually remember this awesome. vaguely. Very. Okay. You live like a, yeah. a stone's throw away from there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm skipping a jump. Yeah. Uh-huh. Java Jazz was the first coffee shop I'd ever been to. There, Same. There weren't any like Starbucks or anything around here, so they had old books, like just all these shelves. You could just sit and read the books, or you could buy the books if you wanted, and just that awesome great coffee smell when you walk in uh, they also had italian sodas which as a kid was what we got of course yeah, we yeah. weren't going there for the coffee but <laughs> but yeah we'd go there and sit and read all the books and stuff and just enjoy the smell and this reminds me of that there you go yeah. wow you've actually just unlocked a memory like mm. i i forgot that i remembered that yeah it's awesome wow i think i went there like one time with my brother and it was really cool and there's yeah. probably somebody playing like a shitty dave matthews band cover <laughs> probably <laughs> yeah they would have yeah they'd have bands there and they'd also have uh, uh poetry readings which i Ooh. would go to all the time Dope. yeah it was fun the depths of my soul <laughs> yeah <laughs> snap 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 yeah. snap 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 Plenty of that. <laughs> oh, blast beating. Whoa. Yeah, that's that's how you show you appreciate poetry. That would be amazing. You blast beat. Just blast beat on yeah. the thighs. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know who else blast beat on my thighs? <laughs> that's that <laughs> fucking dirty <laughs> bird. <laughs> that dirty bird from Chick-fil-A. <laughs> well, Take fellas. <that>. Dan Cathy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're here to talk about Black Swan from 20 and 10 by mm-hmm. Darren. By Dragon Anaphylaxy. D- Dragon Anaphylaxy. Directed this movie. That sounds like an awesome D&D name. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dr- the Dragon Anaphylaxy. Yeah. That's and uh, <laughs> very wrong time to take a sip of beer. <laughs> wrong time. And uh, this movie, dude, I remember watching it around whenever it came out. I want to say that we saw it in theaters. Yeah, I saw it in theaters. And I really, really enjoyed it a lot. But weirdly, I don't think that I've seen it since then. I think this is only the second not. time that I have watched this movie. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, spoilers, I think it's really fucking awesome. Yeah, I, I do too. I really like. Yeah. When's the first time that you saw this movie, Steve? Theaters. I remember seeing it with Emily at Downtown West. Oh, word. nice. That's a very Downtown West movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah it I is. saw it for the first time on a laptop. Yeah. With Logan Hester bringing him up again, my brother. Uh, there you go. Um, in my freshman in college dorm room, uh-huh. which okay. was built for two but housed three. <laughs> oh, that's fun. And a drum set. Oh, God. And guitars <laughs> and a huge recliner. Wow. Okay. And a huge TV. Ooh, it <laughs> There's was lots of huge things in there. Yes. It was, uh, it was a time. But, yeah, he, he visited me in Nashville. I was at Belmont University at the time. He mm-hmm. visited me in Nashville, and I'd been wanting to see it for a while, and it was one of those, like, edgy, like, I'm going to watch it with my older brother. Yeah. 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 Um, and, yeah, we watched it, and I remember loving it then, not really quite understanding it, but mm. knowing that there were, like, I could feel the profundity. Yeah. Totally. I was like, yeah. I know there. there are things I'm not getting, yeah. but I love that there are things that I'm not getting. Yeah. I um, remember that age of kind of getting into movies like that, where it was just like, there's, there's a lot going on here. There's a lot to this. And I want to explore the depths. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I feel like fight club is probably that. I was movie literally going to say yeah. one of the ones that was like that for me too. Yeah. yeah. yeah I feel sure. like that's one of those movies for people. Christopher Nolan has made a career off of it. Oh yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Pi was like because uh, Aronofsky, yeah. Aronofsky yeah. Pi, yeah. I, I, that was one. Uh, it was Pi, Fight Club, and The Matrix. Mm. They all came out around mm-hmm. the same time and just blew my mind and helped me understand like there's more to oh wow some films, not all films, but yeah. I mean, you can find more in anything, but Aronofsky's films. I think the only one I haven't seen is Noah. I'm pretty positive. I, yeah, the only one I haven't seen is Noah. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen a lot of them in theaters because after Pie, it was just like, I'll watch anything this guy makes. Yeah, Same. sure, yeah. So I, I'm a big fan. Yeah, definitely, man. Yeah. And like The Fountain is one we haven't mentioned yet. Yeah, the I saw that one in theaters awesome. with mm-hmm. our friend Holly Ford. Oh, yeah, Holy you know? Fard. Mm-hmm. That's a really, <laughs> really Fard. cool one, man. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's important to put out here as we get deeper into this movie, that we are all three experts on dance and oh, ballet. 100%. Dance, 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 dance. Mm-hmm. We all know everything about it, so we're yep. definitely authorities when we're talking about some of the dancing and performances and stuff in this movie. So we know what we're talking about. Now, I do have one question, because I do know everything about dance. Okay. Why didn't they ever boot Scoop Boogie? Dude, I was waiting. <laughs> they never achy breaked. Uh uh. They never did the uh uh what's the the something slide the electric, electric slide. Uh-huh. They never answered where he came from or where did he go? Where did he come this from? Cotton eyed Joe. Cotton eyed Joe. Yeah, there was a lot left on the table with this thing, you're right. In the in the realm of the, dance. Right. The people want answers, Darren. They do. Yeah. They do. I don't even think they did the Humpty dance. Or the cabbage patch. And no, that's your chance to do the hump. That is, man. <laughs> no worms in sight. Where Not was the Macarena? Worm. Where was the Macarena? <laughs> I need instructions on how to dance. You tell me exactly what to do, damn it. That's how we learned. That's how we learned ballet. Uh-huh. Cupid did not shuffle. Nope. <laughs> um, of course, I, I I can only speak for myself. I know jack shit about yeah, ballet. I, don't I literally don't know anything. Like, yeah. Kate and I watched the movie last night, and I was like, I was watching the dance scenes, and I was like, man, I I guess they're killing it. Like, <laughs> honestly, I think if you showed me good ballet and bad ballet, unless it's somebody, like, literally falling on their face, mm-hmm. right? I couldn't tell the difference, hmm. personally. Like, do you guys know anything about that entire world? I've seen ballets, like, live ballets. I saw the Nutcracker, and I've seen the Swan Lake. Yeah. Um, I, I, could, that, I couldn't tell you if it was good or bad. Did they nail it? 
felt like it. <laughs> I was a like teenager, <laughs> so I was like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. Did you but, see any ballets when you lived in Russia? Um. Okay. That would be so. The place I to do knew it. ballerinas yeah. because uh, 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 sports school is a thing there where oh. you can go into like gym gymnastics and mm-hmm. you know ballet and stuff like that. So I knew a lot of dancers. Uh, we never did get to go to a ballet because mm-hmm. we were the Mormon missionaries. You're supposed to be working okay. all the time, basically. But you can take days to do like cultural stuff and whatnot. But we would usually use those days to watch Russian cartoons. Nice. So, Good call. Chiburashka yeah. is way better than any ballet. <laughs> Damn, strong words. Wow. <laughs> well, considering our, our relative ignorance yes. on the topic, mm-hmm. I decided that I should probably consult somebody who actually knows about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Our homegirl, Courtney Willis. Yeah, Courtney's hey. the best. This is a true Fanuary episode. Mm-hmm. Courtney's been with us yeah. for a long time, a.k.a. Mangelina Broly. Mm-hmm. What's up, Courtney? <laughs> Uh, I hit her up because Courtney is a uh, she is a professional in the world of yep. ballet. She has professionally danced for quite so a long time, mm-hmm. and dude, it's like the level of athleticism and dedication to doing that. I I cannot understand. No. Right, it's so far beyond like becoming a virtuoso guitar player. I don't destroy right. my body by no. learning how to play hard songs. And if you do, then you're really doing it wrong. And you're yeah. really doing yeah. it right. wrong. Right. So th- it's an, and it's an amazing uh, pursuit, and you know, again, Courtney knows better than anybody these topics and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I decided to consult her for our episode today, and I think before we uh, embarrass ourselves any further by talking about a bunch of stuff we don't know, yeah, about, give us the info. I'll just yes. go ahead and clear the air here. I, I hit her up with three questions, and I'm gonna read these and kind of her responses, sort of paraphrased here. Um, I asked her, "Is the dancing in this good? Is it all the right terms and technique? And is this modernized or traditional?" Mm-hmm. Courtney has some strong opinions about this movie, of course, as that is her field. We probably should have her on to talk about I would love dance to. movies at some point. I would we've love done to. three different dance movies, right? and she knows what she's talking about. So, basically, Courtney's answer is that Natalie's body doubles dancing is good. Now, you know, there's a lot of people that are like, yeah, Natalie Portman did all her own dancing. No, she didn't. She had a body double. There, I mean, there's a lot uh, to be disputed there. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, Darren Aronofsky said that 80% of what What's you in see the in the movie. final product is her. Yeah. Is actually Natalie Portman. Um, but most of the, the real hard stuff was done by either Stacey Lane or... Sarah Lane, yeah. Sarah Lane or mm-hmm. someone else. Yeah, so like, yeah. So so her answer was that, you know, there's no way that... And this is me speaking as Courtney. There's no way I'll ever believe that Natalie did most of the dancing in the mm. film like they said. I agree with that. Um, yeah. Her arm movements, her uh, poor Dubrah is very stiff, her hands are stiff, her neck is stiff, and there's no emoting in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, basically there's, there's no way in hell that Natalie learned all that stuff in right. the short amount of time. She did have a little bit of ballet training as a young person. She did ballet yeah. from, uh-huh. what, like uh, 4 to 12 or something yeah, like that? Yeah, so she, she had several she years. She had some, yeah. but, I mean, there's so much, you know, as Courtney said, there's so much nuance in ballet technique that takes literal decades to learn. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and again, this is stuff that I can't see personally, so I'm mm-hmm. glad that we have her to answer this. And she says the choreography does mainly stay true to the source material. Mm-hmm. Uh, my second question for Courtney was, how vicious and mean are ballerinas to each other? Because they go hard at each other in this movie. They also <laughs> go hard in Suspiria. They do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, Courtney says that dancers are not that cutthroat competitive at all. Okay. Uh, the idea that there's one soloist doing the white and black swan is absolutely absurd and would never happen. Right. Companies always have multiple casts for these big shows, so there'd be at least two or three different people learning those roles, 
Which makes sense. I mean, yeah. there's a high injury rate and stuff in these roles. Like, there's no way they'd ever rely on one person to do right. it for all the shows. That's impossible. And just exhaustion. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. It's insane, man. It's like the most... I saw a thing recently, actually on a Try Guys video, where it, it is the most demanding job <laughs> yeah, physically that so there is. it's so insanely physically it's taxing. Like way and beyond being a construction people worker. to dance on point, which is absolutely against our entire physiology. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so Courtney says dancers lift each other up. We so help each other, support each other, and that basically, you know, there, there of course, are directors who abuse their power, but they're extreme outliers, mm-hmm. and once they're found out, they're ousted from the community. Good. Good. Yeah. Yes. Glad to hear that. Yes. Um, but, you know, Courtney basically says that none of the conflict in this movie would ever really happen in a real ballet company. And kind of some of the, the performances and the portrayal of the ballet world in this really did hurt the ballet world mm. in real life for hmm. years, which is understandable. And that is regrettable. I yeah. think some of that may be because Aronofsky did because he does his research. I mean, uh, go back, check out our mother episode. Like, you know, he, he knows he knows every subject he's going into pretty well. Yeah. He tried to research uh, ballet by talking to actual ballerinas, and he had some trouble because apparently there was... A lot of them don't respect film as highly as they respect dance, so they're just not as interested in getting Hmm. involved. But he was still able to find dancers who gave him a lot of good insight. So, like, I think maybe he, like, hit up against that sort of insular feeling and thought like oh that's that's dance interesting but it was more like that's their response to you not to each other right <laughs> yeah but it is unfortunate to see that this had this got jawsed basically yeah, yeah. where yeah. it actually uh, ended up hurting the people being betrayed in yeah. real life yeah, yeah. which yeah. I, I could see that i mean honestly mm-hmm. if everybody watched you know uh what was the fucking motley crew movie Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, is it The Dirt? The yeah, Dirt, yeah. The Dirt. Mm-hmm. It's like if everybody watched that and they're like, oh, so this is what being in a band is like? Ooh. No, it's not. Yeah. yeah. I, I would That's offend me, too. That's what being in that band being in Motley Crue was like, right. yes, but, you know. And, I mean, the movie was very financially successful. Oh, yeah, they made so much money on right. this. Do you have the, the figure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. $323 million. God damn, that's a off lot of Off a $13 million budget. Wow. That's mm-hmm. a lower budget than I thought this had. Yeah, $13 yeah. Million? yeah. And this also didn't have wide release instantly. No. It went to like a lot of like independent theaters and stuff uh, before and, getting the bigger release. And it's you know a very niche topic mm-hmm. of dancing and psychological horror yep. and women leads. Yeah. Um. So uh, the fact that it was so financially successful, I mean, a lot of people saw it. Which means a lot of people got some what we're hearing from negative connotations. Yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Yeah, and that and that is very unfortunate. Yes. You know, I mean the same way that you know we all watched. Um, fuck, what was the the, the chess series we all watched on Netflix? All oh, right, Queen's Gambit. Queen's uh-huh. Gambit, and it's like it inspired so many young people to be like, I think I'll try chess. Mm. I don't think a lot of young people watch this and were just like, <laughs> I want to do ballet. It looks awful. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, that's unfortunate, and I I hope that a yeah. lot of people separated this as fiction and not reality, but. It sounds like it, it did hurt the industry, which is very unfortunate. Uh, yeah, my my third question for Courtney was, is lasagna a parfait? And she has the hard-hittingest answer here, man. Oh, man, Courtney's going to have something. Let's hear it. No, because parfait has to be cold. Lasagna is a layer cake. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I back it. All right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's either a layer cake or some sort of, like, baked confection that uses layers of, of like, mm. Of like but dough not quite a and then you know something else, yeah. but yeah, it's definitely not. Huh? Okay. So would a, would a croissant be a croissant? Layer? There's a lot of layers there. It's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Is, that, is that a layer cake? 
Could be. But yeah, basically, according to Courtney, I mean, our, our source of info here, mm-hmm. Black Swan, this is her words, not mine. Yep, yep, mm-hmm. yep. Look out. Black Swan is the worst dance movie ever made, and I hate it with every fiber of my being. Okay. I mean, again, that's a we lot closer to the source than me. We got to consider that, then. Okay. Because yeah. I, I wouldn't have known that. I wouldn't, I wouldn't have, have even known. thought Same. about it. Like, yeah. Yeah. me just watching it being completely separated from that world, I wasn't thinking, gosh, this could be very mm-hmm. damning of this world where you do have these, like, ultra molesty dance directors. You have mm. these super well, mean, catty ballerinas being shitty to each other, and these, I like, mean, power moms looming over their kids. Like, that's not a pretty picture no, it's of an not. art form. But I know Vincent Cassell did base his, his uh, character off of an actual like dance instructor. But I hate that. But <laughs> that yeah. th- that was like he was like a fifties and sixties guy, I believe. Oh. So like, so he's worm food now. a lot. That guy's yeah. dead as shit. Yeah, he's deader than yeah. hell. Who gives a fuck about him? I mean, that, that would explain why he like saunters into every room and is like, hey, you broads. Yeah. <laughs> Dance the Swan Lake for me. What do you say? Hey, Who's voting you... for Truman? Oh, what? look here. What do you say? <laughs> so, yeah, interesting to hear that perspective because, yeah. again, I, I literally didn't think of any of those things. I right. was just thinking, movie good. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, seriously, that's that's kind of the genius of entertainment is that you can go into a very specific niche industry and nobody knows if you're right or wrong. <laughs> no, true. Absolutely <laughs> like everybody not. watching no. is like, I guess this is what it is. <laughs> but, you know, it's like if you ever encounter a piece of media like that, whatever the topic is, I hope that it inspires you to do what I just did. And, and ask somebody who knows. Ask somebody yeah. who's actually a part of that world yeah. and try to learn something rather yeah. than just assuming, well, I, I saw it in a movie. Must be real. Yep. <laughs> like, just don't do that, maybe. Right. Maybe try to dig deeper and ask somebody who's actually a part of it. Yeah. Good to Absolutely. know that the ballet world is not this fucking psychotic. Yeah, sure. that is real nice to <laughs> yeah, know because to know. it seems like a, such a demand. Like when you talk about sports, like you know, uh, football, for instance, very demanding physically. Right. Like one of the things you need is for your people to care about each other. Yeah. You need your team to actually care that nobody else gets hurt. That you're actually like working together. Dude, I mean, right. playing. And I can't fucking- imagine if you. If dance was what Black Swan presents. Right. Yeah. Uh, playing in a four or five person band, if you're on stage with somebody you mm-hmm. hate, that makes the entire thing unbearable. Yeah. yeah. Much less an entire company of like 20 right. or 30, what, however many people it takes, dancers, and mm-hmm. everybody's Goodness. fucking cutting each other's throats. There's no way that would work. Now, here's what I will say about this movie that I noticed on my... because th- I normally watch the movie three times. This one was easy to watch Oof. three times because it's not that long, and it really isn't a slog. Like no. It really does just keep going. Keeps moving. It, it does. It keeps yeah. moving. Um, one of the things I noticed on my last watch was she's the only one who seems to actually have any problem. Everyone else is chatting with each other, having a good time, hmm. but when they'll see her staring at them or whatever, they get mad. And the whole movie is about her egocentrism. Hmm. You and, can see it that way. And yes. it's all an unreliable narrative. Where Extremely. if nobody if there, nobody else is in the scene to see what she sees, we have no idea if it's actually happening. Yeah. That's fair. So this could all just be her perspective. Exactly. So her perspective is nobody likes me, but I'm the best. Everybody's mean. And right. it's like, yeah, that's why they don't like you, because you act like you're better than everybody. <laughs> Which they all are friends. <laughs> Which is, I would say, a manifestation of the the dichotomy her mom puts yes. her and Nina mm-hmm. puts Nina into True. where she is either 
the best yeah or, nothing. or the worst yeah you yeah. either you have to be perfect right and she's loved but not well the kind of love she gets uh-huh. it's not really love but no. the kind of love she gets is based off of perfection extremely yep. conditional right and so perfection. then right and so then with the other ballerinas mm. she would inevitably treat them the same way because That's fair. it's yeah. like yeah but i'm being i'm being precise and perfect why aren't y'all loving me yeah I'm doing the thing so perfectly. My mom loves that. Right. That's the only person I've ever had any interaction with, it seems. <laughs> right, true. Yeah. And mm. it is interesting. This isn't, I, I don't think it's a, a super relevant question, but I do wonder what the father situation is. Or like, mm-hmm. I know, and it's never addressed never. even And I love once. that. I love okay. the ambiguity of that because yeah. it, it seems to me that the mother can't have, she cannot have anyone else having any sort of power no Mm. so the even if the father was the best father in the world he still wouldn't be in the picture because she cannot have him there fucking with her turning this child into the perfect ballerina right but also she hates that her child is good she hates resents it it. she resents it so much because she's not and that's something that i wonder about too is like it's not explicitly spelled out but you definitely get the idea that the mom was also really big in ballet and she gave it up to take care of her kid. Yeah, yeah. But then there's also the part where, like, she's talking to Natalie Portman, Nina, mm-hmm. about uh, Tama. Is that the director's mm-hmm. name? Tama. Vincent Cassell. Tama. Tama. Vincent Cassell, yeah. And she's like, did he make a move on you yet? Yeah. Not like in a, like, did he make a move on you? True. It's more like a, has the thing that happens happened yeah. yet? <laughs> and it makes me wonder if, like, Maybe her old director made a move on her, and that's how she got pregnant. Yep. Oh. Because it just seems very like, this is how it goes. So did it happen to you? It happened to me. I gave it up so that I could raise you. Right. I wonder if that's kind of the underlying story there. Well, and one of the things that we also learn is that her mom wasn't a soloist. Her mom was never at the height that she's at. Mm, Yeah. Her mom was struggling to be perfect, but she still holds her to the highest possible standard. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and then hates her for hitting it. Totally pageant momming her. Yes, I was, sure. I was thinking pageant moms or yeah. dance high, moms, high school sports. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Same like shit. You have all uh, pee wee sports. Yeah, and it, especially in this area. Yeah, yeah. This absolutely. Oh my God, you dude. have adults living through their five year olds, and it's just yeah. like what? <laughs> Move the fuck on, yeah. <laughs> right? And it's even kind of embodied by the way that the mom throughout the movie. Like even her her clothing choices look like she's like put me in coach I'm ready to go on yeah, stage yeah. right she's now. She's always ready. Huh. To her clothing dance. Yeah. always looks like dance clothes. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't look like she's wearing like I'm fucking wearing sweats. I'm at home today or whatever. She's always wearing clothes that are like cut very much like ballet mm-hmm. clothes and always in black. Always, always. in black. Yeah. yeah. It's like she's ready to fucking go whenever coach puts her in. Like she's <laughs> yeah. still not let go of that. No. And and this predates the advent of athleisure. Athleisure so, it does. It's true. It does, uh, maybe yeah. this. Maybe we can blame this movie for Lululemon. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we could. <laughs> now that I think about it. Might have something to yeah. do with it. New, new Nina. <laughs> <laughs> now, with uh, with this movie, we've got a pretty killer, somewhat small oh, yeah. cast of, of actors oh, yeah. and actresses in here. Yeah. It's not a huge cast, but everybody in here is a pretty damn heavy hitter. Mm-hmm. So, basically, Natalie Portman had been saw- signed on since 2000. Like, uh, Darren Aronofsky talked to her about, you know, maybe doing a ballet thing, and she was really interested in the idea. She had to still be a teenager then. She was was 20. 
She was Amidala. Yeah, then. she was yeah. Amidala. Then yeah. she, she was twenty, I believe. So oh, wow. She she was trying. She wanted to get away from the more like uh, uh, sweet girl roles at mm. that time, uh, and so he he talked to her about it. She got interested, and then around two thousand eight ish, she actually like by the time they they had started getting everything together, they still didn't have a final script. But she started paying out of her own pocket to train in ballet Whoa. for this movie. So she was like the first believer. Yeah, in this she was movie. on board the whole time. And then she uh, suggested her friend Mila Kunis to be the other person. Really? Yeah. And uh, uh, Darren Aronofsky had a Skype interview with her and just uh, cast her. Well, and damn. So this really was just kind of a homespun thing in a lot of ways. Like these. These, if it wasn't for Natalie Portman, this movie wouldn't happen. Is basically what wow. I'm saying. It's crazy to think about because you know nowadays I think about yeah Portman and Kunis mm-hmm. as being like these huge names, and yeah. even right. at this time they were still pretty damn big names, man. Yeah, Amelia Kunis hadn't done anything like hugely dramatic. She had done you know that show. '70s show and some you know some rom coms and stuff. And but of course, Family Guy voiceover. And of course, yeah, of yeah course, she is of Meg course, Griffin, Meg. and it still is to this day. Um, Amazing. But she she. Um, hadn't done anything hugely dramatic, and and Natalie Portman had done you know like Darjeeling Limited and and some other like Star big Wars. dramatic roles. <laughs> yeah, the and Star, Star War. Wars. So she, <laughs> we she was she was a darling, but she hadn't got like she hadn't got that Best Actress right uh, Academy Award yet. And this was that. I mean, this was she had to have seen that from the beginning because that's why she was investing so much of her own yeah. time and this money This is her moment it. to crush it. This is the time. Come in, crush it. You're going to win. And she did. She won all the major awards right. so, for Best Actress. Yeah. So. And it's interesting that she she wasn't, as, as far as like the investment and drive and and all of these more positive qualities yeah. about Nina, she wasn't really acting then. Like she. No. She birthed that character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. for yeah. sure. And knocked it out of the park, man. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think oh I, my gosh. I oftentimes forget how amazing of an actress she is. She's really and good. And then I watch this movie and I'm like, God damn. Yeah. She yeah. is incredible. Well, because she, she can, she has range. I mean. Fuck yeah, dude. She's not like a Tony Collette. I don't think anybody is. No one is. Maybe not yet. She's also had a, but she fucking, could. a couple decades less experience than Tony Collette. Yeah, Tony Collette's a little bit older than her. Yeah, you know? but yeah. like, but also like, she she has shown so much range though in like comedic acting and stuff. Like, she is very good in anything she does. Yeah, right? totally. But this this really was yeah that time to just be like, no, I'm really fucking good. Pay attention. Yeah. <laughs> no kidding, man. Yeah, she's incredible. Mila Kunis in this. She's great. Is fucking great. Yes. I think that she has a very, like, carefree, fun, cool kind of aspect mm-hmm. to her character, very confident yeah. sort of aspect to her, but also maybe some manipulative qualities. Right. We'll, we'll talk about maybe. that later. Yeah. But I think that she does a really killer job in this. Uh, Vincent Cassell. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, that guy, as soon as he hit the screen, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, what do I know this guy from? There's something in my head that is Ocean's burnt. 13, 12. I think? Or Ocean's 12. Ocean's 12. Well, I, I think both, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's in yeah. Both, yeah. yeah. There was something in my head where I was like, there's something very horrible I associate with this guy because he's an irreversible. Oh. <gasps> so I'm like, oh, and no. That guy. <laughs> Triggered. Oh, my God. Never again. Yeah. Right. Ever, 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 yeah. ever. Uh, but he's been in a ton yeah, no, of shit. Great. Yeah, um, very fucking angry Frenchman. Yeah, 
We also got Winona Ryder in here. I forgot right, she was in me this. too. She showed up and I was like, what? Winona's is in here? It's a pretty small role. This is, I mean, she had just done Star Trek the year before, mm. but this was kind of before she had Star Trek and this were kind of her renaissance back in because I guess after the shoplifting charge, people were- I forgot kind of, about that. That was such a weird thing. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Winona Ryder, she's, she's shot for like 10 days. She's in the movie for four minutes and fucking kills it. Yeah. yeah. Ooh, she's killer, man. Yeah. She's just wandering around going, Will! Yeah. <laughs> Will! Will! Yeah. Well, and the thing about it is, too, is she's she's the vision of the future that Nina's character is yeah, ultimately going to be. Yeah, they all kind right. of look similar. Mila Kunis, uh, Natalie Portman, and, and um, Winona. Winona Ryder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they all kind of have a similar look to them. Pretty and yeah. brunette thing. Pretty yes. brunettes, yeah. <laughs> they have yes. that yeah. going for them. <laughs> and the thing about it is, is like Natalie Portman's character is so obsessed with this concept of becoming this prima donna ballerina mm-hmm. and being the black swan and getting this role and... Getting a good in the business, while also at the same time, like literally seeing what is going to happen to her. Right. Yeah. Eventually, she is going to become Winona Ryder and become used and He's destroyed. He's gonna run through her like he ran through my little Beth. princess. Ew, yeah. So fucking gross. Oh, and all is. that little princess shit. I was like, ew. Yeah. Like, you're talking to an adult woman. He's right. so effectively gross too. Because yes. Like, yes. You, like. He comes on screen and you're like, oh, he's kind of a demanding sort of guy. And then seconds later, it's like, oh, no, he's a fucking creep. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. The rest of the movie. Fucking creep. Fucking and, creep. and I think the complaints about the ballet accuracy notwithstanding mm-hmm. um, sure. for this for this comment, but they should yeah. stand because mm-hmm. I privilege what she's saying more than yeah. what any of us is saying right. about ballet. But I think it serves as a really effective microcosm of essentially like capitalist patriarchy. Yeah. Because mm, you okay. have, you know, it, I believe, I believe women. <laughs> I believe her. I believe Courtney, right? Yeah. Courtney. yeah. I believe Courtney when she says that ballerinas by and large are not like this. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Me, Me too. too. Um, so for the purposes of this movie though, like that's exactly what capitalist patriarchy seeks to do with women identified people and bodies. Mm -hmm. Like it, it tells them that there is only one spot for you. Right. It's why people are like, do you prefer Rihanna or Beyonce? Right. Love them both. Do you prefer (laughs) Cardi B or Nicki Minaj? Why do you have to pick? Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, at least Cardi doesn't have weird uh, vaccine right. uh, opinions. We'll say Megan the Stallion. <laughs> okay, Cardi yes. or Megan? I'm Ooh, gonna love them both. Both. Yeah. And so it's like there can only be one. You know, <laughs> Highlander style. Right. Right. Barbara Streisand or Bette Midler. I don't know. Yeah. And so it 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 it's setting women in competition with each other. Exactly. They can't possibly be uplifting each other. They can't possibly be working together. They have to constantly be cutting each other's throats. Exactly. Yeah. Um, because they are replaceable. Yep. They are a product, and there's almost like a planned obsolescence right. in the logic of the system. And right. who is putting those machines in order? It's not men. Men aren't doing Couldn't that. Be men. How dare you? <laughs> no. I'm gay, and we are never sexist. <laughs> a gay man has never been sexist. Never. Not once. No. <laughs> Couldn't possibly be the. Couldn't men. possibly. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, I think you're right, though. That like. It is. It is. It is about that. Like because again, like it is about capitalism in some ways because it the the way that art is twisted in capitalism to mm. need to make money. It can't. Art can't be expression unless that expression is paying the bills. Hey. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. 
So yeah, there, there's support so us much. on Patreon. <laughs> please. Yeah, absolutely, please. please. <laughs> I, I mean, but that's like, I mean, Patreon in, in some ways, that's the old model, right? Patrons yeah. kept yeah, the arts afloat. The arts. And, and true. But again, it also then means those patrons decide what's art. So Don't worry about it. Support us on Patreon. <laughs> support us on Patreon. But make, yeah. it, make it a pizza. Make yeah, it make a, it a pizza. pizza, please. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I think um, that that competent that like kill, yeah, kill to get what you want. Mm-hmm. The the everyone in front of you is the problem. That that is one of the main focuses and main themes of the movie for sure. And capitalism, as we experience it in our yeah. in our country and around the world, right. was built on the destruction of bodies. Yep, particularly black yep. ones. Just grinding up bodies. Yep, to make cash, I guess. <laughs> to make <laughs> NFTs a thing, I don't know. <laughs> the sausage gotta come from somewhere. It does. Oh, the sausage <laughs> gotta come from somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and kind of that that whole like microcosm of the movie. I, I love how that's kind of expressed overture form at the front of the movie. Mm. Yes, like much like every you know uh, a great opera, or ballet, or, or piece of classical music begins with the overture, kind or, of the or requiem for a dream. Yeah, very much awesome. the same. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It's like here's just a little you know summary of what's gonna happen in the movie. Okay, the movie started. It yeah, starts with like her dream at the beginning. Of the yeah, movie. the dream really is cool. is the the actual like opening of Swan Lake where Rothbart turns uh what's her name Fuck, Odette into mm. the Swan. Uh, I mean, knowing Swan Lake isn't important for watching Black Swan, but thank it, goodness. <laughs> okay, I was also going. I, I need to mention that too. I don't know shit about okay. Swan Lake. Same, I'm sorry. Except the the main theme. <laughs> I meant to do research. I just watched a movie last night. I did not have time. Yeah, well, you know. Basically, the idea is this um, uh, evil sorcerer who takes on that sort of owl-like appearance that we see mm. uh, from from the guy in the beginning and then later in the the uh, ballet. He turns Odette, who is a princess, into a swan who can only turn back into a princess in certain situations. And then a guy, of course, falls in love with her, but then... He's supposed to get married to a princess. And but he then, wants to fuck a bird. But he wants to fuck a bird. <laughs> a bangable bird. Bang- all this time. <laughs> he wants to fuck a bangable bird. And then, like, his family want him to marry a particular princess. And she is the, the black swan in this situation. Uh, and then the swan, the white swan, ends up killing herself after uh, uh, Rothbart shows her a vision of him. Um, you know what's going on with him deciding to marry this other lady and then she dies she kills herself by plummeting off of a cliff and that turns all the other women who Rothbard has turned into swans back into women and the end i can't have this man i must kill myself i bet a man wrote this and literally <laughs> yes 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 <laughs> it is tchaikovsky yeah. the man right uh, the nutcracker himself <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah and then literally all of that of course is expressed only through dance, which is kind of beautiful, but Incredible. also like as a child, I did not know the story. I didn't get it. Yeah. I got black swan and white swan. That was <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. And I do love how they use that entire basis of, of the ballet itself as the theme for so many things in this movie, the sort of binary dichotomy yeah. that we see through the whole flick. Mm-hmm. I think most obviously expressed through the color palette of the movie. Right. That's something that like I don't really remember about this flick, but you know, it was only maybe five or ten minutes into the movie, and I was like, man, it's like almost monochromatic. Yeah. It's black, mm-hmm. white, gray, a little bit of pink here and there. Right. And it's also shot on film and very grainy. Very yes. grainy. Very Good point. 
I I enjoy that. I like that. Yeah. I mean, it, digital has ruined a lot of us. We we forget that film can film isn't just about seeing everything within mm. the the lens. Mm. Sometimes it's about focusing on one thing and everything else being out of focus. And so much of digital is just everything's in focus. Well, yeah, because mm. so much of what we consume now is filmed on iPhones right. and you see it on TikTok and Instagram yep. and everything's in focus. And it's like, yeah. well, that's that's a that's thing. becoming our our like we revert to that as that's natural and mm. normal which is weird because that's literally not how your eyes work no true. exactly true. Like, yeah. i'm looking at you, you focus right now on the thing and everything else is out of focus and yeah. that's actually how it works yeah yes. so we're kind of becoming used to this everything in focus sort of right. thing which is mm-hmm. really strange and unnatural yeah uh, but I, I do think the aesthetic of the movie is just fucking oh my awesome gosh. yeah it's like equally gorgeous and gritty and nasty at the same time. Yeah. Kind of like New York. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like you'll be admiring the grandeur of the Empire State Building and, and then also like. smelling piss. Yeah. <laughs> exactly yeah. what I was thinking. When I think of New York, I think of wow piss. Yeah. <laughs> wow piss. Yeah. <laughs> I, do, I do love New York City. But I do. I should do put that stink. on the license plates. <laughs> New, New York. Wow piss. Wow piss. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, this is one of those things that, you know, we we're, were talking earlier about. You know, the, these movies that kind of got us into, like, looking deeper about flips yeah. and, like, let's look for meaning in it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, those, those kind of things where people delve into, like, color theory and, like, really using a color to represent right. a certain thing. That's one of those things that I latched onto really early on with more artsy flicks that I was getting exposed right. to. I was like, wow, this guy's using this color to represent this thing. And mm-hmm. uh, this movie, I think, does that very prominently and simplistically. Yeah. And, again, given the limited color palette. Yeah. Black, white, gray, a little bit of pink. A little pretty, bit of pink. Pretty easy to see. And the pink is hidden. really just representing how childlike she is. Yeah, yeah. childlike and kept. Yeah. 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 Very, very much so. But throughout the movie, it's like, yeah, at the first of the movie, Nina is shown wearing all these pale pinks and whites, right. these very pure virginal things. Mm-hmm. As her experience goes through in the second act of the movie and her view about all this stuff starts to change. She starts wearing those more indeterminate gray yeah. sort of tones or like more just kind of like, yeah, dirty, grubby sort of colors. Yeah. And then towards the latter part of the movie when she starts. It's black. Yeah, yeah. Giving into those parts of her persona and becoming the black swan. And she literally starts dressing in black. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of on the nose, but it's still cool. It, it is great. I mean, it is on the nose. But only if you're really paying attention to it, because everyone else is dressed that way. Because that's how you dress in New York. Exactly. People dress. There's in also that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it, it kind of like all just fits a palette. Yeah. But the moment you start thinking about it, it's like, oh, I see what they're doing there. So as as on the nose as it is, I think it's hidden well enough. It's that cool most too. Most people aren't noticing it because like towards the third act of the movie, whenever like her world is kind of really coming unglued, like after all this stuff with Beth. Mm-hmm. A couple scenes in there, she's actually wearing all three colors. She'll yeah. be wearing like some white and some black and Which some of the pink. Kind of like, represents super confused. her confusion. Yeah, and like she she doesn't know who she is in the moment. Yeah. yeah, and when so like pink is the I mean stereotypically it has become the the color of girl girl right. identity. Um, and obviously that's what her mother is trying to keep her right. neutering her by clipping her her nails. Mm-hmm. Um clipping that which she could use to make an impact an imprint on the right. world Word. um but then as she becomes the black swan and she's wearing all of those colors and then at the end like her eyes turn red right oh yeah so like the only times that red enters the picture are the stabbing yeah the, the blood end. 
and then her eyes like mm. when she's there's that scene where she's staring in the mirror and she's like plucking the feathers out oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and her eyes are like blood red mm-hmm. and then when she's dancing at the end and it's, it has those beautiful like i mean the the uh not cor- well choreography, choreography but sure. um cinematography right uh-huh. is a dancer in and of itself mm-hmm. it's gorgeous oh um, yeah. Yeah, yeah but when it's like spinning around as she spins around and there's that cool shot where it like focuses focuses mm-hmm. on her and she like gives that wide-eyed like manic red blood look yeah, it's so dude. cool hyper intense yes mm-hmm. but it's like it's almost like that red is the pinkness of her uh child her her forced childhood yeah mm-hmm. and then the white gets subsumed into it and right. then that creates amplified yeah right. red right no pink and white is red no red it'll get pinker Take dang it out. i thought i had something. no you have some no 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 you have something <laughs> You're going with it though. The, she's, she's, like she's the whiteness lost of being the whiteness okay there it is yes. from it. yeah <laughs> That's yeah. more like the it. Pink plus white equals more dark, right? <laughs> sure, sure. I think. Uh, Thank you for rescuing yeah, Matt. <laughs> you're you're also right when you say that the 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 cinematography is like a dance. Ooh. It's all done in handheld handheld camera. Handheld. They's holding that camera with their hands. With the bare hands. That's all we could afford. Yeah. <laughs> but the the handheld stuff is so good, especially in the scenes you know where they're in the studio and it's surrounded with mirrors. Yes. And at no point do you catch a glimpse of a cameraman. And it's yeah, just like, that had to be hard as shit. I, like I'm assuming they removed it with CGI. They must have. But there there were a couple times like there's there's definitely a time where the cameraman's hidden behind Vincent Cassell, where it's yeah. just like whoa, that genius. Like because like it just like basically goes around him yeah like the the that the cameraman's just basically hiding behind him around so the mirrors don't catch him there's some weirdly impossible shots in there and also just some really cool stuff there's a shot like early on in the movie where she's in the studio i think it's when she's like auditioning and stuff and she's doing these pirouettes these like quick spins right and like the camera has this like blurred spin and then it shows what she's focusing on for like half yeah. a second. Yeah. It spins, she's focusing on something different. It spins. Yeah. This person just walked in the room. And that fucks up her spin. Right. Which is It's so cool, yeah. man. Like that that has to be the visual perspective of what it's like to be yes. in that state. Yeah. 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 The cinematography in this I think is fucking rad. And yeah. I don't know how they did all that stuff around the mirrors. I'm guessing because I there is CGI. Like they're they've replaced some of the blood and stuff to space. CG. Yeah. yeah. Um, on to the you know the the dance double for a few scenes and, and stuff. a few other people's faces too. And some a few of the little swans yeah. have her face on them for some Ooh. reason. So I assume they removed it. And that honestly, when you're doing film, that seems like it would be easier because you got like this graininess. It's real easy to hide that you've taken something out. It yeah, seems maybe like. yeah. yeah. But yeah, it, it's just genius. I I think you're right. Like the the camera work is like a dance in itself. Mm-hmm. And, it's it's like anytime you see like amazing stunts where a camera is basically following along, it always blows my mind to think a camera guy did that stunt. That's like, true. Yeah, he's acting. A stunt just as much. was happening, and a camera guy was alongside the whole time. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that's pretty insane yeah. stuff. Now, as far as some all that like like pink and stuff you're talking about earlier, a lot of that that we see is in her. In her bedroom that she's kept in by her, you know, uh-huh. soccer mom, hover mom person. <laughs> right. And it, it led me to this very confusing point where I was like, how how old is she supposed to be? Because mm. she seems like 
a grown woman in her 20s, but right. her mom is like literally helping her undress before bed yeah. and tucking her in and putting uh, a, a music box, a swan lake is, by the yeah. bedside. <sighs> and she has all these pink stuff animals and like a little princess bed. I'm like, how old is she supposed to be? Like, it, are we even supposed to think like she is younger than you think she is? And even her abuse and sexual abuse that she in- incurs through the movie is supposed to be some kind of comment on the ind- entertainment industry. Hmm. What are we supposed to be looking into here? Some or is it that she's forced into this mental state of childishness well, by her mom? I don't know. That's a possibility. I mean, because like, okay, so uh, Darren Aronofsky asked Natalie Portman to basically throw away uh, years of voice coaching because she had been doing vo- voice coaching to sound less childlike. Hmm. She's got that high voice. Yeah, her yeah. natural speaking voice is kind of childlike. Yeah. And basically, Aronofsky asked her to undo all that oh, no. to sound childlike <laughs> again. So she sounds like a child. She has childlike tendencies and everything, and her mom's treating her like a child. I don't think it's unreasonable to say maybe she is really young, but it never says that definitively. No. And she, and she was able to drink. She exactly. Was, she was okay, at, least okay. at least 21. At least 21. I'm guessing yeah. then that it really is just her mother has kept her in this childlike state, probably to dominate her, to keep her in line, never let her get too adult. Be control because over. then she yeah. would see she has her own power, which is what happens in the movie. Yeah. Right? And it's interesting, too, in the and this is something I just thought, um, well, first about the color palette, there is, of course, the nightclub scene, which it totally obliterates the red color yeah. palette. Green. It's red and green like crazy, yeah. man. Right, and there are actually, um, like, at various points, if you were to pause, like, at some points, the wallpaper in her room appe- appears in the nightclub scene. What? Some people, sometimes, like, her mom's face appears. It's kind of like Midsummer, right, where it's uh-huh. like, you look in the back, and, oh, there's that. Yeah. So there's, like, it's subliminal messaging in that scene of her transformation. Well, I, right. I caught where you can see the face of the black swan with the crazy eye makeup and stuff. Like, you see one flash of that in there. Uh-huh. Apparently, too, I, I was reading, I didn't see this, but, like, all, basically all the faces of people dancing around them in the club are, like, the director or Natalie Portman mm-hmm. or the mom. <sighs> the director yeah. meaning Vince Cassell. Okay, yeah. It's just, like, everybody has their faces, apparently. And Ugh. I think they said they, they spliced something like a 1,000 images into that, like, 45-second scene. Goodness. Wow. So there's a lot of shit going on. Yeah. The wallpaper, that's fucking weird. And the and the wallpaper, I just thought about this, it's butterflies. Yeah. And so it's, like... Transformation. Transformation. Right. Except the mom is essentially telling Nina, you, you've already transformed. This is all you're ever going to be. Right. You, you are the butterfly now. Mm-hmm. You've done your job. And that goes with what you were both mm. talking about, like the domination and mm-hmm. the infantil infantilization, yep. <laughs> yeah, infantilizing, <laughs> um, yeah, and and of course the pink and the white and the just, yeah, yeah, and the teddy bears and yeah, ugh. which she throws away as part of her her growing Rebellion, up, basically, yeah. right, yeah. right, right, yeah. So she, the, she is, uh, yeah, I think she is supposed to be a Nat- Natalie Portman's age around then. So she's she's probably mid 20s I would guess. Yeah. Um but yeah, she is like when she gets the part like that that phone call to her mom, she's like he picked me, mommy. Yeah. And it's Ugh. like it's a real sweet moment, but then it's also like wait a second. This is a grown adult woman and the way she said that, not like I'm I'm going to be 
The yeah. Swan Queen. He, the he, man, he yeah. selected me. me. This guy who's yeah. already sexually assaulted her. Yes, already. Picked me. <laughs> oh, boy, what and a joy. He's, he's going to sexually assault her again. Like he, right. Seriously, it's just. And how many times did we not see? Oh, yeah. Like, too, we've man. only seen a couple of times, but the camera didn't. There weren't. Thankfully, many yeah. scenes where this happened, but yeah. I'm sure it happened more than we saw. Well, there's some ideas out there floating around, too, that I, I read about after I watched the movie, and I didn't really get to watch it again from this lens, mm-hmm. that like there's a possibility that the mom has been sexually abusing her. Mm. I read that and did get to rewatch it, and I think there's some there's something there. There's something interesting there. Yeah. Well, Though, oftentimes we've seen in history where victims of, of you know, uh, regular sexual abuse at a young age can often get sort of frozen in a childlike state of where right. their abuse began. Right. Yeah. Uh, which is supremely fucked up. Absolutely. I, I think, okay, so basically the theory is that there's, you know, the masturbation scene with the mom in the room. There's also the, like... And that, that musical sting. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> there's also, oh, like, God. when she, like, puts her to bed, she asks, like, right before it cuts to the next scene, she asks, are you ready? Are you ready? Oh. What the fuck is that yeah. about? Yeah. And then <laughs> in the scene where, uh, you know, she's maybe hallucinating or... We assume hallucinating, though there's the possibility it's actually happening and Mila Kunis' character, Lily, is is gaslighting her. Right. But the scene where Li- Lily and, and Nina uh, are, you know... Uh, banging. Bucking, banging. <laughs> uh, the mom... Lezzing out. There's like a flash <laughs> of the mom's face and also... Uh, Nina's Lily, face. Yeah. And Lily says she calls her sweet girl, which is what her mom calls her all the Ooh, time. That's fucking weird. Yeah. Now, the problem I have with this theory is that the next morning when she wakes up, her door is still locked from the inside. Like, if her mom had molested her in that moment, how did she then lock the door from the inside when she left? It could be her remembering yeah. the, the trauma of these yeah. things. Yeah. But I don't think that particular scene is that happening. But I do think it's a it's a valid possibility that her mom is molesting her. Oh, hmm. God, that's fucking dark, yep. man. And, I mean, the fact that her mom does wear, I think, exclusively black. Mm-hmm. She does. Uh, Lily wears almost exclusively black. Mm-hmm. They're both brunette. Mm-hmm. I mean... It could be that she, Nina, um, which, I mean, Nina me is Spanish for a girl. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Nina. is a flower blossoming. Right. Um, but, uh, yeah, it could be that she is, is attracted to Lily in part because she reminds her of her mom. Maybe right. so. Yeah. Maybe Ooh, so. Fucking dark. It is. It's dark. I mean, I like how it's left in the open like me that. Me too. Though. There's yes, so much yes. ambiguity as to what is going on with all those things. Like, the things that are pretty clear are she definitely has the main role. We know that, right? <laughs> Everybody seems to acknowledge she has the main role, and then they practice, and then the thing happens. Whether or not any of the other stuff that she sees going on happens. Is questionable. Even Very whether much. or not she dies at the end right. is questionable. Yeah. yeah, and it's fun to watch it that way. And that's something that I like about Aronofsky's stuff is I think he deliberately makes movies where you can watch them from several different lenses yeah. right. and get something different out of it every time. I mean, that's a very complicated way to make a movie, of course. It is, it's like yeah. fucking making a M.C. Escher painting as right. a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Because you can also watch this movie and be like, man, maybe Mila Kunis, Lily, really was trying to cut her throat she and was. fuck her out of this role. Yeah, maybe so. Because like after the yeah after that night that they supposedly spend together that supposedly didn't happen, um, where she got you know Mila Kunis got Natalie Portman super drunk and fucked up at that bar. Mm-hmm. They and supposedly high on something. yeah yeah she got to see yeah. another. Uh, then, like, you know, she's like, oh, I definitely put her out for the night. Because whenever Natalie Portman shows up the next day at the studio, Mila Kunis is like, what are you doing here? Mm. Like, she's very much, like, mad that she's there. Like, I did this to Maybe. you so I could get the lead tonight. And what then, are you doing and here? And then again, when her mom is like, you're not ready. And that so mm. satisfying scene when she slams yeah. her hand in the oh, door. Oh, my God. Painful, Ooh. but satisfying. Satisfying, yeah. yeah. She's, she's finally starting to close her mom out and to yeah. become her own person and to make her own boundaries and stuff that that's which unfortunately moment. is maybe becoming a murderer maybe maybe not maybe it's two murders that she does maybe she kills beth may we we know she doesn't kill lily though because she thinks she kills lily and then we see lily yeah, and yeah. She's not the door. who who was mad that night because her mom was like you're not ready i called them and told them you were yeah. sick yeah and then lily was like what you, again what are you what doing, you doing here? here yeah but then it turns out with Beth, we really don't fucking find out anything about yeah, that. Yeah, so it's possible Beth disfigured herself. It's possible that Nina disfigured Beth. And it's also possible nothing happened whatsoever. <laughs> like, absolutely nothing happened. Yeah. Yeah. And, because and, no one else is there to verify anything happened. Yeah. yeah. And through the movie, we've seen at that point that, that Nina has been obsessed with Beth. She's been, like, stealing items yeah. from right. her dressing room. Which also her dressing room is just a fucking wreck. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like she's idolizing this person that she sees as like the embodiment of perfection. Beth, the prima ballerina. Right. right. That is, you know, everything I want to become, who is actually in real life a fucking mess. Yeah. Because of the abuse she's she's endured yeah. to right. be the prima ballerina. Like But Nina only sees the perfection of the work. Yeah. Not everything that is behind the work. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Oh, maybe if I fucking steal her lipstick or perfume, I can I be can like her. It, yeah. Which is another that's the only another time we see pink on the lipstick. It's yeah. black oh, right. with like a little pink flower. Yeah. Yeah. Which you know is so much, you know, to, to relate things in my, my own terms, which is all that any human being can do. Right. To me, it's very much like what we even see in the in the world of guitar, where we see these guys post fucking insane shit on Instagram of them playing some ridiculous, complicated shit. Tapping, usually. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Lo-fi. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we're like, oh, man, maybe if, uh, if I buy that guy's pick and the pedal right, that he's using and the it. guitar, oh, that, wow, yeah. that's what's making him perfect. Right. Meanwhile, we're not seeing that before he posted that Instagram clip, that was fucking take 150. Right. And then before those 150 takes, there was... You know, twenty thousand hours of this guy practicing and cussing right. and screaming and right. not hanging out with his friends and depriving himself of social entertainment right. to get to the level of quote perfection that right. we see. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a little bit of that going on, kind of the idolizing the person, thinking that oh, they do it, it's perfect, it's effortless, right. not seeing everything behind it that led to that. Then she starts projecting after that. Like after yeah. she after we see her sort of obsessed over Beth, she starts projecting on everyone else that they're trying to take her spot because she knows when she was in that position, that's what she wants. Oh wow, yeah. Now, I really think that I didn't really like put this all together in, until now, but I really think that the other ballerinas aren't being mean to her or 
each other at all. So you're uh-huh. just perceiving it that way. Here's the one thing that could like make this fall apart, but it's interesting. Hmm. When she gets the part, goes into the bathroom stall, comes out, or or on the mirror. Yeah. Natalie Portman wrote that. Yeah, that's Aronofsky her had Natalie Portman write that. So doesn't that indicate then the call they didn't do it? She did it inside the house. Yeah. Right. Wow. That's cool. Like little details like that yeah. are cool. It's like yeah. not stuff you can know watching. You can't watch that and be like, right. that's Natalie Portman's handwriting. I know her handwriting. <laughs> I mean, if you know that, you are very scared. Yeah, yes, scary. you're very scared. Yes. Yeah. Unless you taught her at Harvard. Where, or was it Brown? Where did she graduate Harvard, from? Harvard. Harvard. Yeah. Harvard. Yeah. I think, yeah. 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 Wow, man. Yeah, stuff like that makes Don't you feel worry, like... Don't worry, they said as they came in <laughs> yeah. and wrote horror. <laughs> <laughs> but it does make you wonder. It's just like, is the call just coming from inside yeah. the house Is here? she doing all this? Is this like... In her head, that was the drama. She thought that was all going on leading up to becoming the 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 number one spot. Now she's there. She just assumes that stuff needs to happen, and it's no one else is doing it. So, so I got to do it. Yeah. I got to be the one to. But that's also part of the duality of the role, right? The white swan and the black swan. Like she, she is the one against herself. She's dealing with her own like doppelganger situation, mm. right? Where She's seeing a version of herself that is the perfect version, which is mm. the black swan, the this grown up who can dance not just perfectly but effortlessly, mm. and that that's what she's not able to do, which Lily is able to do. Lily, everything she does is not perfect, but it's effortless and right. it's passionate and mm. it's got like a connection yeah. to eats. something bloody burgers right and, and walks in late and yeah she just yeah. does her thing yeah. and she's kind of perfect at it and she doesn't have to even reach for that perfection and that because she's not trying for it either yeah like that, yeah. that's we, what nina wants to become right and we never see lily pursuing the perfection we never no. see her going to those extremes that that nina is yeah. we never mm-hmm. see anything of lily's life behind closed doors right we just see nina's perception yeah. of lily of course uh, but again, to to take it into the fucking guitar stuff that I deal with all the time, yeah, it, it's the kind of thing that we all chase this perfect technique. We all right. chase this like incredible sound and technique, and everything's effortless and fast and fluid and yada yada. And then meanwhile, it's like you put on fucking Appetite for Destruction, and it's sloppy as shit and just rock and roll as fuck. Right. Jimmy Page, uh, Jimmy right. Page, Led yeah. Zeppelin, man, yeah, yeah it, it, fucking Jack White, dude. It's That's like right, yeah, that guy's r- written cooler songs than any of us ever will. And it's just nasty and unapologetic and sloppy as fuck. Yeah. It's like there is no use chasing the perfection. Right. When what the people want is the imperfection, the humanity of the entire yes. thing, which is what Lily, I think, represents in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I think, like, I mean, this is this is slightly based off of, uh, of uh, a doppelganger story called The Double by um, Dostoevsky. Okay. Uh, and basically, in that, there's a guy who just isn't good at making friends, isn't good at like being charming in in business situations and stuff. And then along comes this guy who looks exactly like him, who's able to do all those things effortlessly. Mm. And of course, this drives him mad because why can't he be this person? He's he wants to be this person. He sees this vision of himself that is that person, and that's kind of like sort of the root of doppelganger stories is that usually the doppelganger is the better version. And Mm. in reality, psychologically, we all have that in our head. We have the better version of ourself 
that we think we can be and we're working to be and we don't realize mostly that it's it's already in us we're already capable of it we're just not doing it mm-hmm. we're mm-hmm. fantasizing about it more than doing it and that's what she's stuck in she's stuck in a fantasy world where she cannot be lily even though that's all she wants to be so she can be perfect but the reason that she can't be lily is because she wants to be lily to be perfect mm, <laughs> dang <laughs> and and it's interesting too that uh the seeing the Nina projecting her herself and seeing her face mm-hmm. starts even before Swan Lake is announced. Right. Because yeah. when she's on the subway, like the movie begins with the the overture. Yeah. yeah. And then she's on the subway and she's like looks over into the next car mm. and she sees oh, yeah. herself right. in all black. Yeah. And she hasn't met Nina yet. Mm-hmm. She hasn't met, or she hasn't. It hasn't been announced that it's Swan Lake. Right. Um, She's already been chasing this ideal. Right. I mean, who knows how many years before the movie starts is what right. you're saying. Right. And um, I, I think too, like if if it is if she is a a queer character, mm-hmm. um, which again the uh, Lily Nina scene is so ambiguous and you, yeah. you're not really sure. So I'm not going to say for sure that's what she is. It's but, not even positive whether that's a fantasy or just something that goes through her head. Like, right. is it something she wants to happen or is it something she fears might happen? Like, we're not even positive there. No. Now. Right. And then it's like in the in the taxi cab, taxi cab, taxi mm. before. It's the, a taxi cab. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, we don't know if that scene is real. Like right. when like uh, Nina puts her head in, in Lily's arm mm-hmm. and Lily kind of finger walks her yeah. fingers to, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. to the to her vagina. Like we don't know. Talk slower. Let's yeah. hear more. <laughs> Take this left, driver. Yeah. Um, so if, if she is a queer character, it to me speaks to a pretty uh, widely shared queer experience. Well, gay men. I'll say gay men because that's. Okay. Um, experience of seeing people who are more out than you are mm-hmm. or ah, who have yeah. been out longer or yeah. are more free to I don't know do drag or paint their nails or act more feminine mm-hmm. or just be more fully themselves sure and there's widespread like desire for and resentment of right I mean mm. I've experienced it with guys who are not quite as out as I am. Mm-hmm. I've been, I came out in 2013. So like years ago, um, who regard me, who have regarded me with like, just resentment. Yeah. Um, because Word. it's like, I have, I a, can't make that step and I'm right. mad at you that you could. Right. Yeah. I'm mad at you, Lily, for being yeah. this freedom that I wish I could have. Right. Yeah. Um, and of course, then within a binary system, as we see with like trans people, as we see mm. with queer people and, and uh, you know, trans, I already said that, but bears mentioning twice right. trans people. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> if there are two K's in JK, no, there's not. That's J.R.R. Tolkien. <laughs> JKK. JKKK. Let's just say it. <laughs> Steve didn't rescue me this time. <laughs> JKKK Tolkien. <laughs> um, but as we see, like, it's because we live in a binary white or black, right? purely virginal or or reprobate, mm-hmm. purely pure or uh, or just completely hedonistic. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, hedonistic. Like, because we live in, those, in that binary system, we see people who, if Nina did die at the end, 
It's because that's what happens to people, women, and all of the other identities I mentioned who are caught in that dissonance, who are caught yep. in that dichotomy. Mm. Yeah. They can't possibly be both, so they just don't be at all. Right. I can't put you in one of two boxes. My brain can't handle it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, what's up with that? What's the deal with people that can't fit in the two boxes? <laughs> it's the root of a lot of our fear is ambiguity. It's yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the, the clearly defined that there's their walls it's basically it's basically like you have two castles next to each other <laughs> and the area in between is a no-go zone it's just darkness and you can't comprehend what might be there but you see people walking around in it how can they be how can <laughs> you they there be? yeah <laughs> they must be monsters if they can exist in this realm they must be monstrous themselves and so that's that's kind of the fear right the fear of coming out is i'm hi i'm in between yes i'm this monster and it also for those who have to live in castles those who yeah I would say Nina's mom mm-hmm. is living in a in a castle. Absolutely. In a very castle like bleak <laughs> apartment. Right. <laughs> Except for the pink. Mm-hmm. Um what does it say about those the fragility and mm-hmm. the weakness mm-hmm. of those who have had to build castles for them to exist in the yep. world mm-hmm. to then see people who need none of them? Yeah. Man. What does that say about me? It makes <laughs> it it makes the castle useless. It makes the time you've spent building the walls useless. Mm-hmm. And so you have to defend your castle. It because makes, otherwise it, you wasted all your fucking time right. trying to make the right decision rather than trying to make the decision that is you. Trying to be yourself. It mm. makes that phallic symbol flaccid. Yep, <laughs> it does. <laughs> you were talking about all that projecting and stuff. Uh, her seeing her own face yeah. on all the other ballerinas. Her seeing her own face everywhere. Everywhere. Is that is that some sort of an, an image of the kind of self-obsession an artist mm. driven to this level of perfection is probably going through? As a uh, as a self-obsessed artist. <laughs> yeah. I, I, subscribe I, to his YouTube channel. Subscribe to my YouTube channel. Support me on Patreon. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can definitely I can definitely relate to that and see wow. that in some way where it's just like oh yeah like the way that uh, the standards I'm putting on everything else are the same standards people are putting on me right that's yeah. how it is it has to be yeah it must be so uh, whenever I see other people maybe judging my own work it's mm. you know I'm seeing the way that I would judge their work mm. is it that kind of thing that they're trying to portray I think, in here I think that's the, I think they're I I thought of uh, two ways to look at it I think that is obviously there that like. Artist egocentrism is a huge part of what they're getting well, at. That's explored One. hugely in Mother as yeah, well. Absolutely. Ooh, yeah. Massively. <laughs> Aronofsky is is very much interested in that idea. Is he okay? <laughs> is this a cry for help? <laughs> Listen, we like you. Yeah, we like we you. We like yes. you. Everything's okay, Darren. Um so the the other way I see of of um looking at this though is the She's projecting herself onto everybody else because she wants to be anybody else but herself. Ooh. She wants to just live any other life than this one that she has no control over. Yeah. Yeah. She's trapped in. She's obsessed with it 24 yeah. 7. She can't even have a fucking yeah. bite of celebratory cake. Which nor, is. Sorry. Nor will her mom even let her fucking contemplate <sighs> that. It's just like, oh, you don't want even a bite? I'll throw that the whole scene fucking is thing so away. so hard. I've it's right at the first like of the movie that. too, and it's yeah. just brutal. Yeah, it's and, just and, rough. And yeah. that cake is what white and pink, I think. 
Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, yeah it, there's another binary, right? Yeah. Like you can either have too much or none at all. Yep, you it's garbage ha- then. Oh, yep. yeah, yeah. No healthy amount in there anywhere. Yeah, it's it's real. Like her 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 mom focuses so much on on the binary. That is really her mom's wheelhouse. Is the binary, and the binary is very black and white, and the white is the only choice. Mm-hmm. Like that that is her. She hasn't had the opportunity. I mean, even when we look at Tomas, like what he's doing is vile, but it's pulling her out of a world where she feels trapped. Mm-hmm. So he's assaulting her. Absolutely. I'm not yes. defending I'll that. Oh, fuck him. But right. what yes. he is doing does very much pull her into the contemplation of what it is she would want. Like she knows she's not sexually interested in this. But what is she sexually interested in? She starts pursuing that. It, The kiss that she gives him near the end, I think is this like, I don't know, it's like a melancholy thank you. It's like the weirdest like, thank you for fucking sucking and making me realize how much you fucking suck. It helped me realize there is a darkness in me. I have a hard time with that. And uh, that, that particular moment kind of stood out to me where I'm like, I don't know how to feel about this. Right. Mm. You could it's watch this and see this as her like reclaiming her own power. Yeah. But also at the same time, like what she did was just the idea that some man put in her head. Yeah. You have to seduce me, as the way he says earlier. Absolutely. Yeah. You kiss me, right. seduce me. That was me seducing you. Now you have to do it back yeah. to me. Go so, home and touch yourself. Yeah. So like Ugh. even her, you know, supposedly, uh, if you want to see it that way, asserting her dominance there towards the end of the movie, that is still her just behaving as this man told her mm. to behave. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's only fucked up. She's only succeeded in this very toxic environment she is not actually a successful you know, like you could honestly person. say like the way that she's evolved is from going and doing everything her mom wanted her to be and then going and doing everything this man wanted right. her to be is that better <laughs> i mean isn't that the question at the end like that yeah. like that, whether or not she like whether or not she dies or is uh this is like in her mind that this is happening that she's becoming this new person the question at the end is, is this a better situation? Is she better now? And that's kind of one of the things that makes it a horror film is that it ends on such a sour note. Mm. Is that it's like, we don't we don't know. We don't know if she's alive, if she's dead. We don't know if she's still the same person she ever was. We don't know if she's just embraced this toxicity and now she's going to be this horrendous person. Well, it kind of leaves us in that terrifying middle ground we yeah. were just talking about. And it fades to white as opposed to yeah. fades to black. Yeah, and, true. It is a white fade, mm-hmm. and um, but the wrestler fades to black. It does. So yeah. it's like that polarity. Oh, of the two. that's cool. I didn't think about mm-hmm. that. Credit to the take. It's a great mm-hmm. YouTube channel. They mm-hmm. do a lot of this kind of stuff. But sweet. Um. Yeah, and I think if she does survive, then, which I I find either scenario compelling. Yeah. Um. Like okay, so it was perfect. I did she say I was perfect or I, it was yeah. perfect? I was perfect. I was yeah. perfect. Yeah. So she's just overjoyed at that. Yeah. yeah. But then what about the next night? What about the next night? Like she got yeah. this one moment. Well, right. that's that's the Randy the Ram. That's the wrestler. Is he's had his one moment, oh and my. now we're on the other side of it. Yeah. Now Those two we're stories on, are kind of the before and yeah, after, yeah. aren't they? So huh? yeah, definitely check out the wrestler for uh, sure. But I it really does that. work as a bookend of like he's been at the top, and now. Where do you go from there? How do you ever be normal again? 
Like it, it just seems impossible. Well, and that and is the scary thing about the perfection is like once yeah. you once you attain the perfection, what do you do? You can't. What do you do? And also too, they expect the same over and over and over and yep. over and over after this that. This is a, this is going to be a regular performance. You got to do right. Yeah. yeah. So are you just gonna? you know, stab yourself every, or whatever it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, whatever, whatever it is that right. happens, are you going to do that every night? Are you going to put yourself through this psychological torture every single night to do that? And for what? And I, and I think to... And to be Beth, basically. Right. Do you know the end of this? There's an end there. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And I think to uh, to quote Mashuga again, yeah. they are literally right. dancers right. to a discordant system. There you go. <laughs> now we're talking. Now we're talking. Because, like, I mean, ballet is about contorting your body and mm-hmm. like making it fit these tiny points little, yeah, yeah. literally points and that's not to disparage the art it, it's, no, no, it's no. incredibly beautiful but i think it's physically taxing there's it's no physically taxing. About that right and and it's a and it's w- mostly women mm-hmm. as far as we know we we think we assume they're women sure um who are dancing to a music and story Written by a man, right? Yeah. Directed by a man, yeah. Mostly, probably patronized by men, yeah. mm-hmm. and so it's like to to how like life this is, <laughs> my my. <laughs> to build off your point, Ben, yeah. about uh, you know, is she just acting on the idea that Tama this and I, I, I hate that it's Tama. Yeah, like I'm so on. French, come on, so French, come on, <laughs> but <laughs> but I think like. You know whether or not he put that idea in her head. Everything they're doing is for the male gaze. Yeah, yeah. Everything sure. they're doing is for the people in the audience, the people, the guy who wrote it mm-hmm. centuries ago. Right. Um. And I also just want to say I find it laughable <laughs> <laughs> that this is like the pinnacle of ballet, right? Right. And, and at least in the United States. Mm-hmm. And all they have for her to land on is that raggedy little mattress. <laughs> Dude, I got to thinking about that mattress, and I was like, is this a prequel to a new Hellraiser movie? <laughs> She's going to get blood all over that mattress and just start a whole new bunch of pinheading. Dude, In I- life, she was the white swan. Does it turn into one of those real yeah, fast? Yeah. Well, I mean, when uh, when Frank. Uh-huh. Yeah, Brother Frank. Re- reincarnates. It's uh-huh. very operatic, very, very ballet-like so, movie. You know? I could see it. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and claim it. Black Swan, prequel to Hellraiser. <laughs> <laughs> well, you mentioned male gaze a second ago, and this is something that, that I want to bring up and talk about that I think we all might have different perspectives on. Like, I remember whenever this movie came out, and, like, all that, all that I heard about in Same. my circle is, dude... Portman and Kunis fucking kissing it, dude. It's oh. fucking, it's fucking hot, man. They made, they made a movie where they fucking do it. It's, mm-hmm. it's so hot. Yeah, I remember that too. Yeah, yeah. That's like just seemed to be what everybody was talking about. Yeah. And I was interested to watch this again with that in mind. That a lot of people took it this way. Uh, apparently, to the to the point where. I was reading where like Natalie Portman was just like, you know what? I'm not doing any like naughty scenes in movies anymore because I found scenes from this movie showing up on like porn sites, and that's not what I was out to do when I made this movie. Oh no! I don't think it was in any way being like, like shitting on sex workers. I don't think that's what she was trying to say. I think she mm. was trying to say I was trying to make this artistic work, and people interpret it as like, oh, it's hot. She shows butt. It's like, for me. Yeah, it, yeah, it's for me. Exactly. Yeah. That's the problem there. Uh, do you guys think this was shot in a it's supposed to be sexy way? No. I never read it that way. My, I mean, I guess there's some shots of stuff in there where, like, you know, like she's in bed and she's, like, touching herself. And 
I, I guess you could look at that and be like, okay, I don't think you're, you know, every chick like arches their back and puts their butt in the air whenever they just diddle themselves. I don't think that's necessarily the case always. I, I don't know. I've never done it. <laughs> I never was been gonna a girl. say. I, oh, yeah, so I don't know. I thought you never masturbate. I was like, <laughs> never been a girl. No, true, no, true, I'm, true, I'm true. professional <laughs> masturbating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I've never been, never been a woman. Yeah, neither have I. No, I don't. I, I think there's. I mean, there's sexual elements to it because sexy stuff is happening. Pretty but I don't think it's movie. Yes, shot in a way that's meant to be sexual. It's shot in a way that's meant to give us her POV. Of this like awakening moment, which also is kind of nightmarish, which mm. I just don't even I like. I don't know what porn site you'd be on that you'd be like, I want to see that scene from Black Swan. That's what I can't do right here. Yeah, because it's like weird. every moment in this that I think that you could see as being like, oh, fucking male gazy. It's like it's always just smacked in the face with something fucking awful or horrific or yeah. weird. Like. Yeah, she whatever she's you know touching herself in her bed, and then it's like also here's her mom. Uh. <laughs> I think part of the message is you really just can't escape the male gaze. Like, I mean, this is directed by a man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. There's as that. Well intentioned and as good yeah. as I think Darren Arnold. Darren Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. But yeah, no, it, yeah. The, the, I think it is. I mean, you can't escape the male gaze. It's an impossibility. Like we've just got so many men that are going to find sex and no matter what you create like you could put two fucking you know peaches side by side on a counter and some guy's yeah. gonna bite boobies yeah exactly. <laughs> enough, about, enough about georgia though all right <laughs> hey peach hey i think yeah but i think but since you can't escape it and again it's a male director and he's going to be tinged with that no matter what right considering those things I don't think it's overly male gay. I think it, it, it is consciously trying to be something that strips away some of that so that we're we're in a vulnerable position like she is. Mm. She's not sure what's happening and really having sort of a a nightmarish moment with it, even though she's also having pleasure. So it's it's an attempt. At stripping that away, though it's still there. And I'll I, say Suspiria did it better. Suspiria did it better. The new yeah. Suspiria did yeah, it better. Yeah, Luca, <laughs> Luca Guadagnino did it better, yeah. But not not Dario. <laughs> no. and, and it's Yeah, and I think, um, I mean, the score that goes on behind it, uh -huh. um, which the score in the, just in general, we haven't even touched on oh, that. It's is great. fucking awesome. Like, and the yeah. fact that it, it's not just, t t how do you say his name? Tchaikovsky. Thank you. Tchaikovsky. Mm -hmm. I'm not even drunk anymore. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> um, like I do enjoy the electronic elements and how Very it like cool. incorporates and mm -hmm. interpolates a lot of the themes. But the the music um, when that plays typically when Nina is having a sexual experience mm -hmm. is that. Dum, 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 yeah, and it's, it's not sexy time. Wah no. pedal guitar. No. Whack -a -do, no. whack -a -do. <laughs> it's not. It's not telling you this is arousing. It's telling right. you like something fucked up is happening. Right, yeah. and I mean it does build, and so there is like there is a sexual element to yeah. it. But then you're being that the male gaze, as you as mm -hmm. you said, Steve, is inescapable and is the norm and is the. The way the world is structured. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason why buildings look like penises. Yeah. And all of that. <laughs> um, that you don't want to overcorrect and mm -hmm. make it, and and then almost desexualize these women who. Because it should be sexualized. It should be. Yeah. It's yeah. a sex moment. Yes. She is having a sexy 
whether it's a fantasy or you know whatever right. of self-realization yeah yes and so yeah it, it's a i don't know where to land on that yeah, i don't from my male gaze i uh-huh. don't think it's exploitative if if i would certainly privilege the perspective of a, a woman mm-hmm. but i haven't really heard that as a controversy the yeah. only controversy i've heard is like you said ben men who are just like <laughs> yeah. men. i think yeah. uh, you know honestly a scene that comes to mind that's kind of recent that was uh, a woman director was the craft remake in 2019 i yeah. believe has mm-hmm. a masturbation scene right that i i wouldn't say is much different than this except that it doesn't have any sort of like sinister bit to it it really is just a, a teenage girl masturbating being showed in a very similar way to this i i feel like no matter what you do as a director no matter who you are if you're trying to so show something sexual, you can try all your might to eliminate the male gaze. Whoop. The male Somebody's gaze gonna is gonna still it's still but gonna come in because even in your attempts to avoid the male gaze, that yep. that's still your intention. Yep, like exactly, <laughs> it's still involved, right? right. It's still uh, a you part know of your hot, thought process. Not seeing nothing, and they showed me that. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> somebody's gonna find it. Yep, absolutely. Right. Yeah, and it, it, it reminds me of like Jennifer's body, right? Uh-huh, like right. the marketing yeah. of that and how. Oh, it was dude, just so yeah. misconstrued and yep. um there was another movie i was thinking about but I, I wonder too if like oh i was thinking about pleasantville <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah okay. yeah where that she... woman masturbates a tree on fire yes. yeah <laughs> she does that yeah that's working on some friction that was rad yeah <laughs> right <laughs> but i i assume it would be a real bummer to have been a part of this movie which you're making that is so obviously artfully crafted and is trying mm-hmm. to say right. so much about art in itself and then people just go it because they might get a boner during a part. Like that's mm. got to be like, guys, this is not what I was aiming for. It also for. just feels like it's by 2010, like all the porn in the world is on the internet. It's on the internet, man. You right. don't have to go desperately searching through Sears catalog. <laughs> yeah, like. sitting next to a stranger getting a boner in a theater. Mm-hmm. You don't have to do that. You don't. <laughs> you don't and shouldn't. No, no, it's better if you don't. I you mean, know? if you go to like a specifically adult theater, fine. For, for that specific purpose, yes. that's up to you. Everybody's going to do the same thing. Right, but... And also to pay the, I mean, at, at this point you could stream it illegally, but sure. it's only in theaters. Like to pay <laughs> ten bucks or whatever to then sit through like an hour and a half of movie. <laughs> it's like they're just dancing a lot, mm. <laughs> just eating butter. Then it comes to that scene, you're like, "This is what I'm Here's here what for." Here's what I came <laughs> here for. Uh, and it's, yeah. Ooh, chicken skin. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, that, that, that it seems like made to fucking deflate your boner. Exactly. Right? Like that. That keeps happening. Like she's like. She like her throat gets all chicken skinny. She kind of makes a sort of honk sort it's of noise. This it's weird, like, like slithering. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's that fucking yeah. noise. It's like very body horror. Yeah, like I don't know how. Yeah, yeah, like I don't really know how anybody could be watching that and be like, oh yeah, hotness. Yeah. Not, not fucking shaming you if you are, but like, I don't think that's what was meant to be uh, happening. I mean, there. it works for me in the Chick Fil A chicken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know that Chick-fil-A chicken. Chick-fil-A chicken is like, Chick-fil-A chicken's yeah. back. <laughs> it works out well for us. Uh, holy shit, man. But yeah, I don't know. I, I don't read it that way, personally. I'm sure that a lot of people do. I mean, you know, this is definitely one of those that's been picked over a lot by academics, um, which would 
mean that there are probably some really good papers out there written on the male gaze in Black Swan. Ooh. And there are also about five million bad papers written about male <laughs> gaze that. in Black Swan. So. If it's entered academia. Yeah. The, the strangest boner I ever got. <laughs> Colon, Black Swan, and me. <laughs> yeah. My thesis. Oh, and I just thought this because we were saying the word black. It, I think it does need to be mentioned that there are literally no people of color in this no, movie. whatsoever. No. I don't know how accurate that is to the I don't either. world. I mean, dance in general can't, like, there's no way it's white dominated. But ballet, maybe? I, I would I wish assume, I knew. but I, I would have asked Courtney about that, yeah. too, because obviously she would know a lot more than, than me. Right. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I don't know don't how know. common that is. I don't either. I do, uh, but yeah, ballet does tend to go for uniformity, and you know, the person who's supposed to stand out should be the only one who stands out. Like, mm-hmm. so that I could see how that could lead to some racist choices and maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Again, I, w- I wish I, I knew more about it. Honestly, yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, know I, it inspires research. Sure. Exactly. Yep. That's a good thing. Research. Right? Research. Yep. <laughs> Off you go. Now you know you could see this uh, as we mentioned earlier about having a lot of meanings going on here i see a lot of people that sort of interpret this movie as being about the the loss of childhood and becoming a woman i mean you could very much see her you know bleeding at the end of the movie as her like getting her period and becoming a woman that's how a lot of people read this movie it was intentionally placed to look like it may be her period that was aronofsky's decision choice yeah. yeah so uh that could be red for sure it, it could is also, it is red it is red that is true <laughs> Could also be just uh, seen as like an attack specifically on her womanhood, as it is in that in that region. That this that she something she finds in herself mm. that she wants to eliminate. I feel like mm. like her sexuality, perhaps mm. that she wants to be perfect, and sex is imperfection. Sex is gross and dark, mm. and can't be mechanic and should well. I'm not going to should sex. But uh, yeah. <laughs> it can be mechanical, can be. but that's not the fun way to do it. There it is. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I kind of read this as, as all about an artist's uh, you know, quest for perfection. Yeah. And I think also not reading, uh, like I mentioned earlier, that the other people you perceive as being perfect have thousands of hours of struggle and misery behind them already. Right. Mm-hmm. I think that Nina just thinks that you're just born that way and suddenly you're you're the perfection. Right. You know, Beth is perfect. She was just always that way. Yeah. yeah. I don't think she realizes all the struggle and pain and suffering that went into the art. I mean, whenever you listen to a fucking masterpiece album, you are in so many ways listening to the end result of usually the result of like thousands of hours of struggle and torment sure. and maybe abuse and bad childhoods and frustrations and Alcohol. pain and anger and anger and <laughs> yeah. drugs. Yeah. All yeah. sorts like, of that. Fucking listen to Fleetwood Mac rumors. It's Ooh, like it went into that <laughs> yeah. shit, right? Yeah. I yeah. think that that's a lot of times what, what she is looking for yeah. is the perfection in this. And as we said, the expectation, the, what comes after that. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the, the message I get out of it. Is there anything different that you saw out of this, Grayson? Yeah. Um, so I was thinking while you were, you were talking, what what sticks out to me um, is I, I think it could be read certainly as a coming out experience. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. It, and what's interesting is what she, we think, mm-hmm. <laughs> stabs herself with yeah. is a mirror shard. Right. Oh, I didn't so even think about that. It's essentially like her self-image. Like the who you can never leave totally behind who you were right yeah she can never fully even in full transformation of becoming the black swan 
which is interesting that like evil and, and mystery and darkness is associated with female sexuality. Mm-hmm. Like that's, you know, yeah. Unfortunate. Um, yeah. <laughs> and sexist and racist, Absolutely. but um, she wants to be someone different as, as y'all have noted, mm-hmm. she wants to be perfect. She wants to be something else, someone else, totally transformed, totally consumed. Let go as as Toma. Yeah. <laughs> Thomas says. Thomas. As old Thomas yeah. says. As old Thomas says. But that shard of who she always saw herself like as that. in the mirror mm-hmm. is always I mean that's gonna leave a scar for sure. If well, she absolutely. survives. If yeah. she survives. And that is going to always be a reminder. Mm. And like I that trauma will never thing. leave her. Yeah. And cool. I think even, you know, whether it is getting her period and that is a transition sure. into womanhood, whether it's coming out and that is a transition into full embodiment of queerness and gayness and mm. all of that, or whether it's, you know, what you were talking about, about becoming a new kind of artist, reaching another stage of, you know, going from uh, the misfits to Steve Vai. I don't know. Right. That's a wide gap. I know. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Sure. I like it. Um, that you will, you can never for better or worse, leave behind what you sought to escape. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You can never fully escape your it. own reflection uh-huh. in the mirror. Right. And it, that is what she, she stabbed. That's cool. Lily with herself with. Yeah. Yeah. And in specifically, she's, she, in this fantasy, she is stabbing Lily, who is an object of her sexual desire, mm-hmm. and she stabs near her genitalia. Yeah, it's almost like this, like attempt to to excise her desire for Lily, like to mm-hmm. to just remove it. But then she doesn't. She she in fact realizes that that desire can drive her, and that's what makes her this great black swan. All mm. of a sudden. In a way, coming out like yeah. she she tries to kill this and she can't. Right, it is part of her, mm. and that is the perfection. And is, I w- is that recognition. Yeah, and I wonder too. Like we we assume because of the way the like the audience reaction to her performance mm-hmm. um, that when she says I was perfect, she's talking about that performance, but right. not necessarily. No, not necessarily. She could be saying, "Oh shit, I realized that." I was good enough before. I right. was perfect all along. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like that. I see that. And now I've killed my. Well, maybe killed maybe myself killed for this art. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. it wasn't a perfect performance. She fell down earlier in the show. Right, right. So we know that she wasn't talking about that performance. Right. Oh, that's fucking cool. That is. I, I like was that. perfect. It could be talking about like at the start of the fucking movie. It's like shit. I already had it. I yeah. was perfect. I and I did need, all of this for what? I didn't yeah. need to literally kill myself and possibly other people right. for the sake of this <laughs> possibly. art. Possibly, right? You know, that's awesome. That's kind of like that was. I think it's Bukowski said like find the thing that you love and let it destroy you. Right. Oof. It's all kind of wrapped up in that in a way. I mean, I was perfect. Ugh. And, and I mean, no one hated music more at Belmont than music majors. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure right? across the board. That's actually true of oh every single major. Yeah. yeah, it's just the more you get into it, the more you the thing that you loved becomes the thing that you despise. Like no I, shit. I barely read anymore, and I have degrees in English <laughs> literature. Uh, <laughs> that that is just a thing where the more you get to know a thing, the harder it is to just enjoy it as Ugh. it is. Sure. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Though I mean, Ben doesn't seem to have that problem. You like music, I'm a fan. and you play yeah. it. I don't know how that has managed to maintain itself, yeah. honestly. Because like so many people that I know that are like really huge in the music world and touring mm-hmm. and have Billboard albums and stuff, just like 
they don't fucking pick up a guitar if they're not on stage. If yeah. they don't have to, they fucking don't. They hate it. They hate the genre of music they play. Mm-hmm. So many people I know just fucking despise it. I think, honestly, the fact that, like, the saving grace for me is that every original band I've tried to put together has failed. Uh-huh. <laughs> so that I've never done the thing where I play the same fucking eight songs every night for three years in a row and sleep in a van every night. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably kept me from hating it. The fact I, that my yeah, original music has never been a success <laughs> is probably why I still like it. Oh, okay. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Which, which, again, goes to that whole, like, if I'd have reached the perfection, air quotes, and my... Would you be happy with what you dude, do? Yeah, because I know yeah. that, like, if my if my fucking, you know, first band that I had would have made it big or is whatever. Is that Human Fuse? Human Fuse. Yeah. Human Fuse. If that would have made it big, I'd be so fucking burnt out on playing that music by now. I Absolutely. probably would hate it. Wow. You'd get disgusted when you, you would heard, burn oh, out you like a human kid. fuse. Yeah. Wow, there you go. So fucking uh, self prophesizing. And then there. the arc of your life. Oh, now yeah. I thought bringing in all my bands here, dude. Wow. And it has tarried you far, far away. Okay, oh, whatever. my God, dude. Uh-huh. You're fucking killing it. Until, <laughs> until, until you became been. a skankbanger. What? <laughs> you know? Uh, a little on the nose. Okay. Little, we'll, yeah. work, we'll work on okay, the end. Okay, Steve. Oh, wow. We'll stick the landing later here. You know? Uh, but yeah, I think that that is really interesting to look at it that way. Where yeah, honestly, the fact that that everything that I've done hasn't worked out has kept mm-hmm. me enjoying it. It's kept me pursuing it. So yeah, maybe so in a good way. That's interesting. You know? uh, now, of course, this is a horror movie in my eyes. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we got to talk about some horror elements. After all, people listen to the show because it's a horror podcast. <laughs> listen, right? Do they? And here we are at the I three plus hour have... mark. Let's talk about yeah. some horror, guys. <laughs> Let's talk about some horror. <laughs> Let's get there. Yeah. Because this movie has some disturbing <laughs> ass shit in it. Yeah, yeah. Dude, there was moments in this movie that had me curling up into a ball way worse than anything I see the in fucking fingernail Saw. The fingernail and toenail stuff. Jesus, dude. Uh, uh, Just, <laughs> the fingers in the door. Oh, a lot of finger stuff. A lot of fingers. We are no longer erect. No. <laughs> no. We've been this for no. three hours. Uh-huh. And it just it's gone now. Straight down. It's over. <laughs> no longer. Dude, in particular, the worst for me, even beyond, yeah, the, the toe stuff and the stabbings in the face and all that jazz, mm-hmm. there's that scene where she's like picking at her cuticle. <gasps> Dude, okay, so it's not just me. I was no, wondering if it was no. just that if it was just me. Like I was like literally like my feet curled up onto the couch and I was like smacking my wife on the shoulder being like, Nope, nope, none of that, none nope, of that. Nope. She like pulls it. She pulled it's like all the way up her fucking finger. Ah, ah. Like I get those little like you know like hair thin pieces of skin hanging off my cuticle yeah, yeah. all the time. It's like as soon as I notice mm-hmm. that I have to go get the clippers and yes. do it right the fuck now. Otherwise you might get that. Rip. Oh. Oh. And you put your hand in your pocket the wrong way and uh-huh. it hits it. Like you hit something hey. in your pocket, whatever. Like uh, my fingers curl up just thinking about we, it. We're yeah. all like, I can't yeah, fucking stand it. Man. We're all like scrunched yeah, up. Like, my like, toes are curled up. My yeah. Don't do it to me, <laughs> yeah. dude. Just don't. Like that to me is the worst moment in the movie. And uh-huh. honestly, one of the worst moments in fucking any movie I've seen is her just peeling that yeah. shit up her finger. Like yep. holy fuck, that is awful to me. I have had a fingernail split before. <gasps> yeah. Uh, just like right down the middle and it, it split all the way down about halfway. Fuck that. Uh-huh. And I just nursed it. Like there's no way I would ever just rip Yank it off. It. I just fuck nursed that. it and no. like kept it covered until it growed out yeah. it grew out enough That's that the I right could move. actually like do something about I've it. I've lost a whole toenail before. Fuck oh yeah. Me, My pinky really? toenails have fallen off. Well, there's Ooh. another whole Seinfeld episode about that. Yeah. Pinky toenails. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was uh I forget how old I was. I think I was um Maybe middle high school, mm-hmm. and I was wearing flip flops, and 
my brother keeps popping up in these stories. <laughs> and he didn't mean to, but I think he just accidentally stepped on my toe and then he like pulled back his <gasps> foot. Oh, no. And so it like loosened it. Oh, no. Oh, my toes are curling up. And then it was essentially oh. like, you know how you have like loose teeth and uh-huh. like they. Uh, that's that's essentially. And so it just. Uh, yeah. Oh, 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 oh brutal. <laughs> and, oh. So, and I just remember as a kid. Like I just pictured, I was always like, "What's under toenails?" <gasps> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, nothing. If, there's nothing. There's, there's nothing only there. more toenails. Ghosts. The more abyss. Nail. The abyss. Pavement. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Something harder than toenail. Right. Adamantium. <laughs> Wood. Unobtainium. Unobtainium. Yeah, Anything. Yeah. The hardest thing. <laughs> Definitely <laughs> not soft nerve beds. Ugh. Definitely not that. Nope. Oh, soft nerve beds. My favorite grindcore band. Yeah, yeah for real. <laughs> yeah, that. Uh, uh, yeah. A pet gerbil that I had uh, bit like halfway through my fingernail right in the middle uh, of the time. And that was I like I like pulled my hand out of the cage and it's still, like attached to my finger. No. It's mm. fucking terrible. <sighs> I was like, fuck you, gamey Joe, my hamster. <laughs> did, 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 yeah. did you then ship him off to uh oh what's the actor's name? Don't Pretty- go to Richard Gear, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> Shipped him to Richard Gear to get him in shape. These are fucking straight guy jokes. You're not here to make those jokes. Okay? <laughs> You're supposed to be telling us to be better than that. <laughs> <laughs> Leave Richard Gear alone. <laughs> the poor guy. The poor guy. The poor gear. <laughs> um, but dude, some of the gore in this yeah. is is brutal. Pretty fucking yeah. brutal. It's like yeah. savage when it happens. It's usually brief, but it's pretty nasty. Even seeing like Winona Ryder's like mm. leg fucking scar. Ooh. Oh, that was Ooh, brutal. Man, that looks rough. I and think any debate about it being a horror movie or not just comes down to they didn't put that on Front Street because they wanted to win awards. It's because an artsy you, movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You say you're horror, you can't win. Yeah. 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 Less than you're the only, what, like five other movies that yeah. could be dubbed horror. That there have got been six movies, nominated. six horror movies nominated for Ever. Academy Award Ever. for Best Picture. Ever. And none Ever. of them are hereditary. Go fuck yourself. That's true. Fuck and Tony Collette. Tony Collette. What? I'm off. mad about that. They seriously mad. should retroactively so give her an Academy yes. Award yes. for hereditary. Like, they were wrong. This is the oops we fucked up award. Yep. <laughs> it is, man. It yeah. really, really is. And, but I do, like, horror needs to be recognized more. But it, isn't yeah. it so appropriate that it's six? Yeah. <laughs> Kind of cool. Yeah. I don't really want to break the streak, honestly. <laughs> right. Oh, or we just need to add uh, 660 <laughs> more. 60 more, yeah. <laughs> then you stop. Yes. <laughs> or do 63 more. Yes. Nice. 69. Yeah, nice. Um, but yeah, the, the gore. And it's like, it feels like Goodfellas in that it's just so brutal mm-hmm. and fast. And you're Ooh. like, what? What the yeah. fuck? What was that? that? Yeah. But then it's also, it's it's brutal but the fact that it is so ambiguous because yeah. most of it um, not all but most of it you don't know is if, if it's real nope right. and so then you're like is that wait what just happened was that real and so you've got like ooh gore but also i can't even trust right my disgust no mm-hmm. uh-uh. yeah yep. same with her like transforming into the swan at various <laughs> points of the movie where well obviously that didn't happen yeah but it looks real cool it's yeah. interesting when her legs fold back ooh, like, oh, man. That is that's weird and it feathers, is weird though too yeah. like when she's doing the dance at the end as she's transforming into the swan and we sh- we see her her image of herself transforming right. spin by spin into becoming this swan yeah and she takes that bow and it shows us audience perspective She's not a swan. Yeah. But her shadows she on is the wall a swan. have the feathers. Right. 
it's really cool. It, it does is. make you qu- yeah. sit there and question, like, okay, what fucking perspective am I seeing I wonder seeing if that's here? some sort of Jungian thing of the, mm. you know, the shadow, like this. Oh, yeah, shadow this self, is, yeah. Yeah, like this is who she wants to be. This is the the person that she's also trying to not be. Like there, there's very much like some psychological uh, slant to it, but I I think I think you're right there at the end where it's just like. We're shown the audience perspective and her perspective simultaneously, almost, it seems mm. like. Like, the audience is showing us, no, she hasn't changed. <laughs> but in the background, it's very much like, but has she? Yeah. Like, that's the kind of the whole movie, right? It's just like, this thing happened. Or did it? Or did it? Or right. did it? Maybe. Right. Yeah. You know? Like, it's a, it, she's receiving gaslighting yeah. at every turn. Right. So the narration is gaslighting us. Yeah. And she'd just as soon not be human if if humanity is the limitation. Yeah. If wow. her body is the limitation. Yeah. yeah. And like the the constant search for imperfection and mm-hmm. I mean I have nervous tics I pick and so like oh yeah yeah anxi- the the picking thing was very because I I I've uh, I've I used to have a worry wart my doctor oh. called it oh, oh. worry wart <laughs> yeah no, which is just wart. where you oh. will you will just pick at something that's not even really a thing but you do it unconsciously yeah and then you just keep doing it until it becomes a thing becomes a thing yeah, yeah. like the scratch on her back and stuff yeah, yeah. so the, i mean the, you know the, the disgusting the, habit how yeah. about this too like the mom whenever she sees that yeah d- that mark of that disgusting habit all that she says is like Let's put your shrug over it. She in no mm-hmm. way tries to like be like, what can we do to help you stop doing this? You oh, have yeah. a problem. Let's get help. She's like, what can we do to hide it from everybody? Right, wow. Right. That's all the mom fucking wants to do. And then, uh, ugh, when she like drags her into the bathroom and then clips oh. the nails. And oh, my God, gets dude. Too Down close to the, the quick qu- and oh. shit. Oh, enough of that. Oh, oh man. It's so fucking Yikes. nasty. Dude. Yeah, I don't care for it. Yeah. Mm. And it's it's interesting too because like I think why we're having right now, and I would imagine a lot of people who see this movie have mm. these. We're having very visceral reactions. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> which, uh, which after years of listening to this podcast, yeah, I rarely hear. Yeah. Like we're yeah. like, oh my god, they got completely de- beheaded, and we're like, like yeah, brutal, it was sick, right. dude. But then it's like cool. toenails. Ugh, yeah, yeah, no, leave the none toenails of that. alone. Yeah, think, none of the gore in this is like cool. No, <laughs> it's all like, <laughs> and I think it's like the like our nails and our fingers are both like so highly sensitive because yeah, they're right. the points of connection. Mm-hmm. Like that is where we express so much physical vulnerability. Mm-hmm. And so like we're over here like protecting right <laughs> our vulnerabilities and crossing our legs yeah. and all of that because. It's like vulnerability is the thing she needs, but mm-hmm. also the thing that she refuses or has yeah. been disallowed from having. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And then her mom, of course, then like clips it, and Ugh. and yeah, it's 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 it reminds me too. Like if we're gonna if I'm gonna continue on like a, a queer perspective mm-hmm. of like, you know, the whatever way the internalized trauma manifests itself, whatever self harm or risky or you know, undesirable behaviors Mm -hmm. or transformations or whatever that like a queer person goes through. So often the parents, if they're the conservative type are like, what they're like, Oh no, 
you're doing this because you feel this way. Let's do something about it. It's like, no one can know. Right. Let's cover it up. Yeah. And right. like, you are the problem. You yeah. are scratching yourself. So right, right. Why, why are you still doing this disgusting habit? Right. And right. so let's like neuter you. But then it, when it should be either, oh, wow, well, I'm sorry you're still doing that. Right. Or like, what is happening? So what's that, at the root of this? What's at the root yeah. of this? And when sure. it's the parents, then of course they're not going to. Yeah, and she that's the thing is the mom knows what's at the root of it. Mm-hmm. Like the mom knows she, if if she sends her daughter to any sort of therapy, it's all going to come back on her. <laughs> it's all going to be like, obviously, I'm the fucking problem. It's come, <laughs> all coming yeah. back to me. Yeah. Back to me now. So, think, yeah, the avoidance is, is very It's the heavy. nails. It's not me. Yeah, it can't be me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I think even the mom's art and stuff in this is also a big Ugh, source no. of horror in this movie. Yeah. Where the way that, like, you know, whenever we see Nina and she looks at those fucking weird ass portraits they're not very good no i just think she's bad they're not I just good i think okay. she's bad yeah all right it's not okay to yeah. 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 <laughs> we're gonna be judgy here okay? yeah but you know the way that like you look at them from her perspective and you're like you go like wait did that move yeah what? yeah did that and thing just end, like did yeah. its eyes move yeah and then at the at the end it's like oh everything's fucking yeah it's all going crazy. at her yeah and honestly that's kind of like the midsummer thing too where you see things that just like whenever they're tripping and something moves a little bit and you start questioning like everything in the landscape right. of the of the shot yeah. yeah after you see that shit like move a little bit it makes you go oh what the fuck did something else just move what's right. going on here you start looking for it all over the the screen you become paranoid yeah and yeah put you into her shoes a little yeah. bit into her ballet shoes a little yeah. bit. on know? point yeah. <laughs> speaking of the shoes too i think that that was also a very deliberate thing uh that they showed us in the movie is like her getting that beautiful perfect you know pink pair of ballet slippers out of mm-hmm. the bag and then immediately to make them usable she has to scrunch them up, crush them, rub them wow. in glass, right. burn the fucking mm. tassels, slash them with a knife right, right. in yeah. the soles, just to make them usable. Yeah. Otherwise, otherwise, the pretty perfect thing wouldn't be worth a shit. Which I read, apparently, that, that is what ballerinas do with those shoes when they get them. So, Ugh. like, it, it's, a, it's a very common thing, but, like, you see it happening, and it really is, like, her, like almost like her process of being shaped into what she needs to be the right tool she's this perfect pretty tool in the beginning but she's not what they need right she yeah. needs to be like ripped apart and yeah. like re reshaped and reformed and molded into and this from, new thing. you know again kind of going back to the enjoying like a good a good album or something from the audience's perspective all you see is pretty ballerinas in their tutus and and pink shoes that they're dancing right. on on their toes and stuff you don't see up close that these things are slashed and destroyed right. and yeah. Yeah. broken glass. And, <laughs> yeah. and you don't see the feet underneath either. Yeah. You don't see all the, the actual the like pain. damage this yeah. is doing. Yeah. Yeah. In the name of the art, you uh-huh. know? I think that, that was a very deliberate thing that they showed us. Yeah. Yeah. And how complicit are we as an audience, mm-hmm. you know, watching yeah. a movie or watching a ballet or watching any art, really? You know, Where uh, pain is the source. Yeah. 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 Like, how complicit are we? There's another movie that I saw recently that explores that question, but I can't remember. Um, if if y'all think of it, I I think the perfection did a much yeah, shittier job of a, this. A, a, okay, yeah, it and did that also kind of had that job, duplicity yeah. sort of thing. Did did you see that as a Netflix did. movie? Uh, it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's got what's her name uh, from Get Out 
Uh, yeah. The, the, that girl. White girl yeah. from there. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Fruit Loops. Yep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly yeah. right. She's in it. And I think that that movie kind of did like a shittier job of exploring some of the stuff yeah, that's in this movie. Yeah, I think so, too. Oh, Squid Game. Squid, Squid Game. Okay. Yeah. Like, I've just not finished the, it yet. Oh, it's so good. Mm-hmm. But just the complicity of like, at some point in the show they people watch and that's not mm. like a huge spoiler right and so it's like we're judging these rich assholes who are watching and deriving entertainment from this game right and we're watching all of that happen. right right and so <laughs> yeah it, it just raises those questions with, with like with art with anything it's mm-hmm. like you know it's like when um adele or an artist who's known for their heartbreak is happy Right, like, oh, dang it. She's never going to make a good album again. Right. For I real, mean, yeah, right? she she definitely had to deal with that with the weight loss and stuff. People right. People were just like, you know, she, this isn't, like, how can she be sad? Dude, right. every time, like, a heavy comedian loses weight, the first reaction is, are they going to be funny anymore? Is Jonah Hill still funny? He Rebel, like, Rebel wait, Wilson's doing it right, or is experiencing it right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 a weird thing too because it's like wait you were laughing at them because they were fat is that what was making it funny <laughs> what's the matter with you there right. was other stuff going on that we were all laughing at and you were just like oh, fat but, right 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 what? collagen but yeah. and and that just goes back to your point Ben about like you know no matter what a woman identified person's body is doing it's not the right thing right mm. like it's it's either you are too skinny too fat too to anything mm-hmm. as opposed to the perfection perfection yeah. yeah and we are especially as men i mm-hmm. think complicit in that but as the audience yeah. we demand that um yeah like we demand the contortion mm-hmm. sure yeah i don't really honestly know other than the stuff that courtney pointed out about how damaging this was to the public's perception of the ballet industry mm-hmm. which is regrettable this is clearly a work of fiction mm-hmm. But people just see something and they assume it's real. Yeah. Other than that, I don't honestly have a lot of issues with this movie. I don't either. Even for like an Aronofsky movie, like I, I got in from a Christmas party last night and I was like, shit, I still got to watch this movie for the show. It's Aronofsky. Mm-hmm. It's going to take all night. And it's like, <laughs> actually, no, it's like an hour 40. It's yeah. very well paced. Very. No lulls whatsoever. Like, I don't really have a lot of complaints about this movie. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't. It makes me squirm a lot. Yes. <laughs> Which is good. I mean, that's a good, that's a you don't get that effective. A lot. I yeah. I watch a lot of horror. It shows movies. us still I have just feelings. Don't get it. Wow, yeah. I'm not dead inside. Yeah, I'm not dead inside. <laughs> so the black swan saved us. Yes. Thank yes. you. Um, yeah, I don't have any major complaints at all. Like, I really enjoy this movie. I think it's it's solid as far as like the the just general themes, but the acting and the dedication of everyone and then the way it looks, the Ugh. cinematography, mm. it all just comes together. The the overall writing isn't something I would say is amazing. Like, you know, you got you still have a lot of tropes. Uh, Vincent Cassell comes in and he's like we all know the story, and then of course he tells the tells story. the story anyway. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's like that is just such an old exposition trope and whatever. But it's right. like it doesn't matter. It, like the writing isn't the focus. The focus is Nina yeah. and Lily, and they nail it. And mm-hmm. it, it all just for me is so easily watchable too, which is not true of some Aronofsky movies. No. So yeah, I, I have no complaints. Yeah. I think the only thing, so the scene where Beth stabs herself, maybe, or Nina, mm-hmm. maybe, stabs her, if any of that actually happened, 
that scene with like her like when it, she uses the is it the like nail, nail file nail yeah. File, yeah. yeah that to me is the cgi is a little dated oh yeah it yeah. does look very fake yeah. Yeah. yeah like and maybe it's supposed to that's dude that's, that's a possibility where i was reaching with this too where I, I looked at that scene and i was like i don't know that looked kind of fake and then it's like maybe it's because it didn't fucking happen right yeah so i can kind of excuse it away mm-hmm. but at the same time it did make it less visceral yeah yeah so i mean but same i don't really have any complaints i mean it's all in service of a really well constructed well told idea yeah and so even if the writing isn't like sorkin level right that it wouldn't need to be no sure if it were it would be like why <laughs> right i guess the only other negative i could point out is that if if indeed uh natalie portman's uh dancing double there sarah lane if she did not get proper credit for her work in this yes that does suck yeah, yeah. that is completely unfair i mean because you, you got to think it's like the narrative that we're told where it's like, yeah, like 80-something percent of it's Natalie Portman. That's coming from the guy who directed the movie, mm. who just won all these Oscars, and also from the dance choreographer, which is, I think, Natalie Portman's boyfriend. <laughs> yes. So it's like, <laughs> yeah. maybe, maybe a little biased perspective there. I I hope that Sarah Lane did not get shafted for her hard work that she put into this. Yeah, apparently. I mean, you know, she she may have felt... Like some scenes were her and just didn't know that they weren't in fact her because they're blurry. And well, or they put somebody else's face or on. Or they put somebody. Fa- yeah, it's gotta but, be hard to know. Yeah, yeah, that is that is tough because you want everyone who's contributing to get the credit they deserve. Sure. So, yeah. yeah. So I I hope that that is not the case and that credit was put where yeah. credit is due. Agreed. I I don't know if I have much else to say about this movie other than I really, really did enjoy it. I think even more than I remembered. I remember the first time that I saw it, I was like, man, that was weird. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that wasn't all hot like people said it was going to be. <laughs> you know, I think that that was my first reaction. So this time going into it, just watching it and, you know, again, picking it apart for the podcast, uh, I think I definitely enjoyed it more. And and even some of the things that, you know, we've, we've talked about, like those, those observations you had, Grayson, where she said, I was perfect. Yeah. Like that, even just that one line kind of like reinterprets the whole movie for me now. Yeah. Where There's it's like so that might have different... been a regrettable. Yeah, I was perfect, and that fucking changes the way this movie feels for me. There's just really so many different cool. ways to look at it, and they all you can find the evidence throughout the movie for any sort of reading. It seems, which is great. The ambiguity, so then, good. Yeah. Like, wow. Yeah. I really don't know what happened just now. Yeah. yeah, but you could contemplate in a lot of different ways, and they all kind of make sense. Yeah, I yeah. Mean, the, the queer narrative, the mm-hmm. becoming a woman narrative, yeah. the perfectionism narrative. It's like. Those are all completely justified. Absolutely. And you can watch this movie with a lot of different experiences, and I really, really do love that about it. I say that about a lot of the other movies that we've done that we love, like The Witch and stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You could watch this with all these different perspectives, and they're all correct. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really cool. For me, this movie, dude... um, I'm going to rank it pretty fucking high. I'm going to say this is like a nine for me. Okay. I really like this flick a lot. Yeah, I'm going to slap a nine and a half on it. Oh, wow. I almost would say it's uh, a It's almost perfect. It's almost (gasps) perfect. Oh, no. I (laughs) want it to try a little bit harder, so I'm going to say nine and a half. (laughs) 9.98. There we go. That's really fucked up. That's coming from the French judge for (laughs) sure. (laughs) For sure. Yeah, I think I'm going to go a nine. Yeah. 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 Solid. Very fucking cool movie. So, I mean, if you've listened this far, yeah, you should watch it. Yeah, probably. You, you could have watched it, it like two and a half times by now. Right. But <laughs> yeah, sure. According to us, yeah, you should watch yeah, it. Yeah, it absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be sure to rate and review on iTunes. Yep. It really does help Please. us out a lot. Apple Podcasts, whatever it's called now. Go on there, rate and review. 
Join up the Facebook group. If you like the show and want to help support it, uh, support us on Patreon. Yeah, patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. Head on over there. Become a patron on any level. You get access to the Patreon exclusive episodes of TV Test Pilots. Become a patron on a $5 level. You get to throw a movie into the smoking Woo. bowl. Then we draw from that movie. Or we draw from that bowl. Yeah. And then we <laughs> review the movie that we draw. We review a bowl. We, we review do. the bowl. Uh-huh. We, we review Ben's old bowl cuts. Exactly. <laughs> Smoking bowls. Yep. We I got some bowls from, from Pottery Barn. We're going to talk about those. <laughs> they hold cereal. It's good. Uh, also, follow us on social media. Linktree, forward slash dead and lovely. Got all the stuff. That's right. And if you yep. want to follow our good buddy Grayson, you guys can do that on the Instagrams and stuff, yeah. right? Uh, Instagram at Grayson Hester. I got yeah. it early enough that I just oh, got to real? use my name. Yeah. You're not Grayson Hester 12 or uh-uh. anything? The Holy one and shit. only. Um, so you did at, it. Stuck your flag in that. Man. I That's did. Awesome. Um, so at Grayson Hester, G-R-A-Y-S-O-N-H-E-S-T-E-R. So Hester like Pren, gray like the color, and sun like me. There you <laughs> go. Related to my dad. <laughs> Very nice. Um, and then Twitter is Grayson, or at Grayson underscore Hester. Ah, okay. You yeah. almost got that Almost. Yeah. Almost got that Almost one. perfect. <laughs> I mean, if you support us on Patreon, maybe we can have that other guy that got Grayson Hester assassinated yeah uh, yes get rid of him <laughs> assassins cost a lot of money though they do so really head on over there give us Drop a some bunch of money so you can get an assassin to kill grayson no underscore Hester <laughs> also known as the imposter grayson Hester. right let's be honest once once they're done with jelaine Mas- maxwell yeah yeah then <laughs> then we can move on to the important topics exactly right. <laughs> yeah. i'm so glad you got to be on the show we too i think we've talked about doing this forever and yes we were yeah, gonna yeah. do it like to put it together like two years ago yep. and it was like hey what about this pandemic huh let's not be <laughs> anywhere near each other for a long right. time like Yipes. this should have been done a long time ago mm-hmm. but there's yeah. obviously been some impediments and we should do it again absolutely I we probably should, mm-hmm. i've had a damn good time i Me have too. to and, and thank you guys so much it's been it's been awesome it's been a dream pleasure's <laughs> ours man. yeah pleasure's truly, all ours truly. man so thank you so much for being here. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Next week on the show, we're going to continue our fanuary, mm-hmm. fantastic. That's true. Uh, fan fun uh-huh. by talking about a fan pick. We put up a vote, and you guys chose? Shopping mall. Oh, my Lord, have mercy. That one? Yep. How could they? Wow. These bastards or oh. wonderful people. Who knows? Wow. <laughs> I can't believe it. I have seen or maybe have not seen that one, and I loved or hated it. I have a very ambiguous relationship with that movie. That I have one. the opposite. Oh. Wow, an unambiguous <laughs> Unambiguous <laughs> Wait, relationship. With that movie? But I'm going to keep it ambiguous currently. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Keep it under wraps. You'll have to tune in next week to find out how we feel about that one. It was perfect. That it movie. Was. You think it so? Was. That was. It's wow. not well, now. Well, it was. It's not now. Past but it, tense. Yeah. <laughs> At one yeah. point, though, it was. <laughs> it's a good point, man. It's a good point. So tune in next time then for the newest installment of Dead and Lovely. I've been Uncle Ben. Hollywood Steve. I've been Grayson Hester. Woo! We've been Dead and Lovely. Catch y'all later. So, of course, you got a couple of damn old heathens in your midst right here. You're one of them good, fine, upstanding Christian, Christian young boy. men. I am a Christian. A follower of the man Christ. <laughs> I'm just going to tell Christ. you, we've stayed here for the end of the show. This is your one chance to try to convert us and get okay. us over to the side of the light. Mm-hmm. Because you're not going to turn us over with anything other than some fucking hellacious heathen metal kind of stuff. I'm I don't, I don't think this. the good book has anything to offer in terms of those things. <laughs> What is, it? That, what is it saying there? <laughs> Tell me about it. Anything metal that might fucking change us over? I don't know if it exists, <laughs> frankly.
Well, I mean, that was my whole purpose in like actually yeah. like watching horror movies period uh-huh. like yeah. that's my grand evangelical scheme yeah <laughs> so, like oh. i started watching horror movies like you know how a lot of evangelicals will watch family guy to stay relevant right. oh sure, yeah. sure like so i'm watching mm-hmm. horror movies to then get on the podcast all right it's actually why i started taking guitar lessons from ben you played the long game. game yes wow back, back in uh what was that 2008 something like that. Yeah, yeah i was like i'm gonna I'm gonna listen to guitar music yeah. and rock music. Back when you had biscuit hands. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Oh, I got biscuit hands. Yeah. <laughs> They're so soft and light. <laughs> I'm a soft boy. Uh-huh. Soft boy. <laughs> Back in the days. Right. Which I. So can, this is an intervention. It right. Turns out. It is, okay. and that's wow. been the plan for was this. 13 years 13 now since 2008 people. something wow. like that yeah. yeah yeah and so the point now is either to convert you to gay okay the gay agenda right i think I've you're going about this you're probably yeah. going to have more uh um, luck. luck in that <laughs> yeah than seems the like you'll have a lot of fun yeah. and the colors yeah. are fantastic <laughs> a lot of handsome dudes out there it's yeah. not really sure. too hard i guess yeah. <laughs> um or <laughs> either one either gay or uh-huh. or christian okay, okay. that's right. my so my after agendas, these verses yeah. we got to decide which one we're going to become <laughs> Okay. 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 There's another um, test for that. That's after yeah. we turn the mics off. Right. <laughs> so um, one of my favorites um, is Zipporah is mm-hmm. Moses's wife. Okay. Um, we know okay. we know Moses, right? Yep. Uh huh. Um, ba- literal basket case. Right. Hey. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. He did look like the thing from Basket Case too. Yeah, Belial. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. Belial. <laughs> he said. Is that what he sounds like? Yeah. yeah Belial okay. and Moses. Both Let my people go. Yeah. Uh huh. That's actually more accurate. <laughs> Was yeah, actually it's actually a really better. good Belial. Pharaoh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ronan Pharaoh. Let my people go. <laughs> Says Belial Ronan from his basket. Ronan Pharaoh's got his people. Uh, so um, I forget at which point in Moses' story this happens, mm-hmm. but there's a, a moment when God, uh-huh. I guess in that case it would have been Yahweh, Yahweh is about to kill Moses. Look out. And Zipporah, his wife, mm-hmm. Who, of course, after she serves her purpose in the narrative, is never heard from again because mm-hmm. women and patriarchy yeah. and all that. Sure. Um, glad we've gotten over all that <laughs> <laughs> since Bible times. Moved on. We really moved, moved on. on. Yep. So the spirit of God is about to kill Moses. Mm-hmm. Sure. And their uh, teenage son is also present. Okay. And so in order to save Moses' life, Zipporah performs a real-time live action teenage circumcision look out then takes her son's bloody foreskin oh lays it at the feet of moses Uh oh and offers it as a sacrifice to god who then um spares moses's life okay so what a weird set of priorities this god guy had (laughs) he's like i was thinking about killing you but you showed me your son's fucking cut off foreskin so yeah we're good now (laughs) Didn't somebody bring like a whole bunch of foreskins to prove like yes, the, like yeah. hundreds, hundreds of yeah. foreskins, like wow. a bag of? Can you imagine bag of foreskins? I will just say this, frankly, if I was God and I was presented with such an offering. I'd be fucking insulted. They'd be like, I made it that way specifically. That's the way I meant the dick to be. Yeah, I would take it as like, you're showing off being like, anything you can do, I can do better. I can uncircumcise all of the dicks. Yeah. 
You know, I'd be insulted. It's a circumcision circumvention. Wow. You circumvent death. Full circle. <laughs> yeah. Full, wow. Well, not a full circle anymore. Well, yeah. No. Yeah. No. Now it's more like a mushroom circle. <laughs> you think it's just that God wants to reverse his own circumcision? Oh, so he's, yeah. he's collecting all the, the foreskins. <laughs> eventually, Make he's going to be able to cover his own gigantic God dick. I mean, Mega I, penis. The, there are some, like, some nebulas out there mm-hmm. in the... Space yeah. in sure. the space in the space that uh, look very dick-like. Yeah, it's true. And Probably what, God's dick. What is what are <laughs> stars if not just the cum of creation? <laughs> you know what? They're just the jizz floating around. Honestly, really I, there's some Nordic myths that align with this. Yeah. So I will say you're not too far off. Okay, okay so this is pretty metal. Floating okay. out in the cum. Pretty metal. Just a bunch of bloody fucking decapitated dick skin. That's yes, pretty metal. That is. That's very metal. <laughs> I don't so, know if I'm turned over yet. Okay, yeah, I'm so not interested in that. <laughs> <laughs> not selling me. <laughs> so there's another so there's a whole genre of the psal- the psalms the uh-huh. psalms the psalms yes, mm-hmm. yes. the psalmen mm-hmm. um and uh called the imprecatory psalms okay so imprecatory psalms are written for the purpose of is it's essentially like a theological diss track okay and okay. like if you okay. really dunking on somebody i yes. like it okay if you really hate someone or something mm-hmm. there are plenty of psalms where they wish death upon them <laughs> wonderful so this you, is pretty metal if, okay. you, if you've ever found yourself wishing for the death of any politician mm-hmm. or Somebody, right. uh-huh. any um, Mitch McConnell, or uh-huh. maybe a Mitch McConnell, or for the suicide of Jeffrey Epstein, and maybe, <laughs> maybe, who knows? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> then you have biblical precedent. Yeah, um, I might have accidentally written a few of these things myself. <laughs> <laughs> I might already be part of the club. <laughs> and so there's one imprecatory psalm where, and oftentimes, like if it says David wrote this, mm-hmm. there's a trend of biblical authorship where it's essentially like let's put David's name on it mm-hmm. so people will recognize it. So okay. it's kind of like a pen name. Um, it's like when you're testing out some rhymes that you wrote. If you're like, you're like, hey, oh, I heard Jay Z's new album. Exactly. He said this, and then people are like, damn, that's dope. It's like actually, I said that. Oh, <laughs> and Jay Z's like, wow, that was that was a, a wonderful a wonderful rhyme with my beautiful girl. That's pretty solid. Um, <laughs> so there's one where, uh, and I I can't remember the details, but. I'm I'm better with like broad ideas and, uh-huh. and themes rather than like the minutia. Mm-hmm. But there's one imprecatory psalm where, let's just say it's David wishes that his enemies' babies will be slammed against the rocks. Oh shit! Ooh, Some buddy. baby slamming. Baby, baby slamming. Dead fucking kids. <laughs> This is nah. metal as fuck. All right. I mean, that's, that's so, and, I, I like the idea I'm of baby slamming. Not baby right? slamming. And good. not even <laughs> incidentally, like taking babies by their baby legs and, and just, just slamming them. Just slamming them. It's in the Bible. Put yeah. it on a, a throw pillow. Oh. <laughs> Live, laugh, love, and then under that, bless right. his home, and then under that, slam, slam a baby. the babies. And, and of your enemies. Okay. And so, 31, Trinitarian, we got to do three. Uh-huh. Um, so. There are some like queer interpretations of the crucifixion, uh-huh. the resurrection, all of that, okay. Okay. where J- Jesus isn't simply um, tortured, like physically, mm-hmm. but is there are theories that Jesus himself was raped. Whoa! Oh. If, you th- if you think about like 
so first there's the male gaze, which wow. like is penetrating. Right. Sure. Yeah. So in that way, regardless of the physicality of it, mm-hmm. Jesus was like lustfully penetrated by the Roman guards. Ooh, sure. Sure. Okay. Yeah. And then at the end, of course, he's d- driven the spear in the side. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And then he like water comes out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's yeah. like some Freudian sexual imagery there mm-hmm. for sure. But and he's got great abs always. Always. Yeah. Great shimmering white abs. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like just like the people who lived in that area. All the that time. time yes. Always. They just, looked like white Romans. It's known. <laughs> it is known. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so there are theories that thinking about just like how Romans if the purpose was to humiliate him, mm-hmm. there is no more humiliating way than to make someone as a woman to penetrate okay. them. Wow. And so they're like I, I just feel like in terms of shock value and like metal mm-hmm. to say like yeah jesus was probably was maybe theoretically was raped wow that's like beyond behemoth and stuff yeah yeah that's yeah. pretty ruthless mm-hmm. wow. wow i'm gonna say that's beyond what most fucking metal band that's beyond deicide i'm pretty sure for sure yeah at least They'd on level like, of deicide yeah that's going too far yeah it's like leave something to the imagination and, says Glenn Pint, Glenn and then Bitten. there are those who think that Mary was raped by a Roman soldier, and that's how she conceived Jesus. Jesus, God, okay. that is wild stuff. <laughs> now, yeah, that sounds pretty fucking metal. I mean, honestly, it's it's so into metal that I'm kind of like driven back away from it. Yeah, now. Like, wow. It's like you had me with the baby slamming, the raping. <laughs> you I'm had out. me with the baby slamming. <laughs> the baby slamming. Yeah. Oh, cool baby death. Whatever. You've piqued my interest. And mm. and one more that's very short. Okay, that's bonus, bonus. So there is a a judge in Judges. I, okay. I think it's in Judges. It's one with the whole Old Testament books, very the judgy. Hebrew scriptures. So I hope be it's Joe Brown. <laughs> I hope it's Judge Judy. I hope mm. it's Clarence Thomas. Don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. So as a metaphor, very Freudian, but also mm. of greed. There's a actually I don't know if it's I'm I'm conflating two stories, but there's a story where somebody. Uh, Kills a king, regicide. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Very nice. Like um, and they stab a dagger into his stomach, uh-huh. and he's so fat. How fat is he? <laughs> <laughs> he's so fat that he definitely could not be cast in Black Swan. What? Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> wow. Call that. <laughs> right. Um, that the dagger literally disappears. It like absorbs it, and oh. then it just like goes in. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> sounds like a comic book. <laughs> I was going to say, it sounds like the fucking, the was it the blob from yeah. Yeah. Man, right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. And then Deborah, a judge, drives a stake through a man's head. That's rad. So Again, we'll end on, pretty fucking metal. on Deborah. Okay. All right. Okay. <laughs> There's some metal things here. That Deb's I might got me a little bit on, on the fence, but I think I'm going to go gay. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. you know what? Was it all the penetration talk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got me going. I was yeah. like, all right, let's try that out. I'll try that out first. Well, it was fun, y'all, but uh, I got to go report back go. to <laughs> the gay agenda. Yeah. Them all yep. yeah, I got turned them. I got two, two more. Fellers, I got two more of them. <laughs> we got one. They put two stamps up on the wall. Yeah. Sweet. <laughs>